Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. Today, I am joined by Michael Huber. Hello. And Brad Ellis. Yo. Dear audience, you get you get the boys twice in a row. That's right. Uh, they're on because uh, they've been both playing Returnal, uh, and I'm I'm interested mm-hmm. in, in getting their their takes on that. But um, before we get going, are you excited for E3 in this moment? Yes, and because Ben, I think of Final Fantasy 16, and that gets me excited. That's, good, that's the that's most hyped good... I am, and for Breath of the Wild too, potentially. But I've been burned on that a hundred times. There I feel is. like, yeah, love that, Brad. Because I just hesitated because I couldn't think of the one game that I'm excited to see. I, I was, it was blank. But you yeah. saying Final Fantasy 16? Yes, yeah, <laughs> excited. We're all yeah, because yeah. because I was looking ahead at the yearly release schedule, and there's a lot of blanks. There's a lot of room for big games to drop. Yeah. So hopefully E3 starts slotting those in. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brad, absolutely. Final Fantasy 16 is... is A new Final Fantasy is always one of my most anticipated, yeah. right? like I'm preaching to the uh, choir right now. I know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I won't deny it. Dude, I just I just want Bayonetta 3. That's all. Yeah. Like, come on, I know. Man. It's been an eternity. At least you're getting Shimogami you Tensei, finally. Five. I am. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty sick. That's should true, we, Brad. That's should we true. say the forbidden words? What What are those? What are the Elden words? Ring? Oh, oh, you know what, Huber? <laughs> I'm glad you... Yeah, I didn't even think about that, Huber. Yeah. I feel like I just put that in the back of my mind for so long Totally. Now. I you put it in a box back there, and then yeah. it's like... Yeah, so when it happens, happens I'm just yeah. like, oh! <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring is a good one to bring up, but it in a weird way, that one doesn't bother me as much, because... A, I feel like we just had the Demon Souls remake, and yeah. Sekiro doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, of I course, it's going to be amazing. 2019, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Been, 20, to to me, 2019 two, doesn't feel that like long two, ago. Two years, yeah. I, I yeah. guess so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fair. Um, yeah, man. It would be so sick if Final Fantasy 16 could come out this year. Yeah. I don't Do you think 16 will be out? Do you think it'll be out before 7 Part 2? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, got it. I yeah. think Seven Part Two is two years away. I think that's reasonable. I think cool. it's like a year to two years. Yeah, I, I think that's reasonable. Because like, like I don't know, integrate to hold us over until then. Yeah, <sighs> I I just think with Seven Remake, people <laughs> expect the parts to come out. I mean, like I remember when Seven Remake came out last year, people were like talking about September. Like, are we gonna see Part Two? It's like, no, no, I think it's, it's going to take a while to make that game. Like, no, I don't think it'll that's... take five years or anything, but and they're working on it already, which is great. But yeah, maybe I'm just setting my like if it comes out earlier. Great. But I'm just prepared to wait. Yeah, yeah. I used could to see. Oh, yeah. Square oh, yeah. showing off Final Fantasy 16 and then it being like a spring release as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Boy, really, though. I think what would excite me even more than 16 is just any Yoko Taro project. Project? Like I'm, I'm really curious. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're waiting on reincarnation as well, but 
Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, like a full blown console. Yeah, you're his console. next big thing. Yeah, his next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder when when we'll get something from him. He seems to have gotten uh, uh, the spotlight now, so that's good for him. It, it's his funny. last one was Automata. Well, I mean, near reincarnation. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. He's also done, um, or I said reincarnation, which is the mobile game, but Replicant, you know, which is the the remake. Um, Do you know the number? Replicant version? No. I will not give him the satisfaction of of memorizing the number. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of Yokotar. I just call it near Replicant. Yeah. there's reincarnation, which it hasn't been announced for, or it has been announced for the West, but we don't have a release date for it. And then there's um, Sinnoh Alice, which is also a mobile game, which I tried playing recently and is not very enjoyable so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gets better. I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not digging it. I hope I like reincarnation more than Sinnoh mm-hmm. Alice. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to talk about replicant on this podcast i have i have a lot to say uh but before we get into that i'm jealous of both of you guys because both of you uh played returnal yeah man uh i I have to say review review copy provided by playstation PlayStation. that's right Mm -hmm. yeah don't forget it never forget yeah no it makes it easier if i don't forget it yeah and just to be clear i cannot talk about a lot of the game just first two areas, pretty much. So just a little tease or taste of the game, I should say. But and you don't want to know much going in. You don't want to know. Don't know. I believe that. You don't want to know much. It's the same thing with Nier. Past that. Yeah, you don't want to know too You don't want to know much going in. But I can yeah. give you an idea of what the game is because I feel like once you play it, you're like, oh, this is what the game is. Because I didn't know what the game was until kind of recently. I didn't have a clear idea of what this game was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And just to put it simply, it is a third-person shooter with mixed with a roguelite, I would say. Okay. It um so you guys all know how smart they've been making games for a while. They got, you know, your um, Super Stardust, your Rezogun, and uh Ex Machina. They've been uh kind of like smaller arcade games, I would say, but this is like mm-hmm. I would say the studio's most ambitious big game, you know? Not yeah. just an um it's gameplay, but it's also in its presentation. Like, this is like a big time game. You know, you look at the graphics, you're like, oh, this is a quote unquote PS5 game going on right here. So okay. it's been nice to see the studio jump in that sense of like quality, I guess. Um, but yeah, Huber, I don't know how you would describe it, but to me, it is, it follows like that line. Like, you would, it does a lot what you expect from a rogue. Like, you go through area, you get loot. You die, you kind of repeat. But I think what makes Returnal so great, or one of the things I think it does so great is its combat. I think it's some of the most impressive third-person shooting I've played in a long time. Ben, I was getting, since I recently played it, I was kind of getting vibes of Vanquish going through my mind a little bit. Obviously, you're not sliding around your knees and Mm -hmm. shit and shooting robots, which is cool as fuck. But a lot of movement going on and bullet hell action, baby. Just so like their old games, hell. third person, bullet hell going on. Like, it's like I saw someone tweet, Ben. Yeah. I think it was uh, that uh, skill up. He said, um, playing near Rebel bullet hell parts after playing Returnal. And he's just like, 
smiling because it's so chill compared to Returnal. Yeah, yeah, like, I imagine. Shit I imagine that's probably gets true. Nuts in this game, and this game, this game demands your attention. You know, if you mm. slip up for a second, it could be devastating. You can just die it's, real fast if you're not so careful. That's so true. Oh my god, Brad. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like only on the second zone, and and like you were saying, yeah, you you can you can put so much time in, be so cautious. You got some equipment. You're feeling good. Your your focus goes away f- for a second. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, three fourths of your health are gone. Like you're you're on death's door. So yeah, things can fall apart uh, fall apart really quick. Yeah, and so I, I I obviously haven't had any experience with the game yet. I am excited to play it when it comes out. But uh, that what you're describing here actually makes me think of Outriders a little bit. Where mm-hmm. the times where I would get frustrated is like. The enemies, like an enemy just out of nowhere would take like three-fourths of my health. And it's like, okay, yeah. all right, like that's fine. But sometimes, you know, that can feel a little cheap or that the game isn't giving you, you know, ample mm-hmm. warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it feel that way here? No. No. I would say most of the time, no, Ben. It is still okay. a roguelite, so there is an element of randomness to it. But I feel mm-hmm. like I've put a lot of time into this game now. And I feel like... I have the knowledge and the tools to deal with what will come at me. Of course, sometimes maybe I'll get an enemy harder than I would like at that time or be ready for necessarily. But I I feel like with the knowledge you learn and just learning the behavior of enemies, you can overcome things by sheer determination, which I guess is the thing with a lot of games. But I feel like it's not too ridiculous. Yes, this game's challenging and it, like I said, it demands your attention, but I don't feel like it's necessarily unfair. Sorry. It never, it's never felt cheap to me. Yeah, mm. not, not right. at all. It doesn't um, feel it like... It feels like every, it feels like every time I die, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. I died. Yeah. So it's do, you, like... do you feel like it <laughs> relies mostly on your dexterity or is it like how well you're using your abilities? I mean, like what, where, where is... I think, okay, so I think it's kind of a little more leans in the line of your skill, actually. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing and are preparing your your build for how you want to play, essentially, it can help you. Knowledge can definitely help you with, like, most roguelikes, knowing what each item kind of does and just learning, maybe this is not a good time to get this certain thing, and maybe I'll wait for this later. Like, if you go to a shop, Ben, you're like, okay, you know, I got some cash. Maybe it's not cash, but currency. Maybe I'll wait a little bit because I kind of have an idea what's coming my way. Or, okay, now's the time to really spend and invest in something. Mm. Really good balance, it feels like there. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, like, one permanent thing you can keep on your ends called Ether. And that stuff's really valuable because it can unlock items permanently to, like, show up in your runs. But then also this currency can be used for, like, upgrades. Uh, really, some other really, really good stuff i don't want to i don't want to get into all the details because like figuring that stuff out is really fun sure yeah um but then just obviously too the because every time you kill a certain amount of enemies brad you get the the overload overload or whatever the adrenaline yeah so every three enemies you kill you get like overload you made me confused now but anyways yeah yeah i think it's adrenaline i think it's adrenaline so every time you level up your adrenaline you get like combat buffs but as soon as you get hit it resets Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the better you do, the stronger you are. Yeah. Good play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Brad, you were talking about the combat just being such a highlight. I also really wanted to highlight 
the exploration mm-hmm. because this is for sure this is you know roguelite so you're going on runs like repeating okay get through get all my stuff want to go but like the environments are big enough and detailed enough and there's like just kind of stuff hidden around mm-hmm. where i find myself just kind of like taking a knee and just exploring each one of these environments i'm definitely never just running through sprinting right. i'm always like looking around seeing the paths where i can go yeah that really like, really just fun to exploration give you an example, man uh mm-hmm. you could like i've spent over 40 minutes 45 minutes just in one area maybe even an hour in some of the later ones because the areas yeah. have so much to them and mm-hmm. i feel like i want to explore them to get these That's enhancements awesome. that i feel like are super valuable so yeah you can spend a lot of time here obviously you can rush through things and it mm-hmm. can make sense at later parts of the game i don't want to talk about but you have the choice to that's really exciting to hear. Um, it, it, this, it, this just also popped in my head. Another point of comparison to Outriders is that was one of my complaints and frustrations with it is I mm-hmm. I got burnt out because I really enjoyed the combat, but I felt like outside of that, there wasn't yeah. really anything grabbing me. And I, I, I didn't feel like there was much to look at in terms of environments really at all. And so the idea mm-hmm. that you feel compelled to explore on top of you know, the combat grabbing your attention as much as you're saying uh mm-hmm. is really good to hear good lore good environments yeah i, would, yeah, I definitely t- want to want to look around i would go so far to say i was addicted <laughs> for a little bit I oh was, nice <laughs> i was like literally just thinking about this game a lot like i think i i was dreaming about it because it was just so addictive to me mm. yeah that's awesome getting sucked in like that is always like, so much fun i'm not a huge roguelite expert you know i haven't played that many mm-hmm. like i played hades and i really liked Hades. i think hades is what really captured my mm-hmm. my my imagination with it i guess and really sucked me in but yeah. this game is different enough from hades i would say ben where they feel different you know they both kind yeah. of walk a f- similar line but i think returnal has a lot going on that separates it obviously i can't talk about a lot of it what i think though but just for one example ben i can't talk about is in the first area you fight a boss you know then you go into the next area and if you die you go back to restarted but you don't have to fight that boss again if you don't want to you can if you want to but you don't mm-hmm. have to you can just kind of find somewhere to get to the next level so gotcha that's kind of what i was saying about having that choice to move on if you want a lot of times hades is really an interesting example because i i think hades is just a brilliantly constructed game in a lot of ways uh, but what there were so many things that I really liked about Hades in the sense that it was really hard, but I felt like the better that I got at it, like it, I I was never really like that skill always went somewhere. Like I could mm-hmm. always apply that to the next run. I never felt like I like got cheated out of something. Um, mm-hmm. The way that they revealed the story was always interesting. I always felt like you know doing a run. Uh, I was I was moving the story forward or something else was kind of like coming into the fold in terms of the story, which was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. And there was just naturally a lot of great variety in terms of like just weapons and, and how that mm-hmm. changed playstyle. not to mention, you know, the builds with all the gods and all the stuff. And I think sometimes what turns me off of roguelikes or slash roguelites is when you play it and you're like, 
there's something here, but it's a me- like there's too many mechanics like immediately that I don't know what they are, and like the mm-hmm. game isn't telling me. And of course, like figuring that stuff out is part of the fun. But I think sometimes mm-hmm. you, you can be a little bit turned off when it's like I what is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like I think Binding of Isaac is really cool. I I don't mm-hmm. I'm not slamming the game in any way, but there are definitely times with Binding of Isaac where it's like I what is happening? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like hopping into this, I didn't understand everything right away, which I feel like is just my personal experience of Roll of Lights, me just kind of learning, mm-hmm. you know, all the items. One thing this game has is called this, like, the mutagen or mutation effect. Like, uh, some items, Ben, you could pick up to get, like, increase your max health, but there's a chance it can give you this debuff. Like, let's mm-hmm. say you'll it'll give you a debuff, and let's say you, you do 30% less damage while standing still, but you can get rid of it by doing a certain task. It'll assign you like a certain, almost like subquest Ben, where it's like to get rid of this kill three enemies with melee attacks or something like that. Cool. But like Huber said with the ether later, if you collect this ether, you can often use this ether to get rid of that negative effect. So you can just get the buff right away. So mm. it kind of falls into this category of, yes, there's this thing here that will help me, but do mm-hmm. I want to spend the ether to do it or get this debuff that could be semi-chilly or it could be kind of a pain in the ass and affect how I play quite a bit. So I feel like most rogue, what makes it good like Hades is you're constantly thinking about your decisions as you're going through each level. Yes. So many decisions for sure. Uh, But never overwhelming. You'll definitely be confused at first because it's a brand new game and you're trying to learn it and it's throwing a lot at you. I don't want to, um, I don't want to, say the wrong thing here i'm not saying that like learning is is bad mm-hmm. in fact that's like my favorite thing in games is, is totally. learning mechanics and having something to dig into um i just think how that's presented can you know mm-hmm. either like intimidate you or draw you in more easily not yeah. that mm-hmm. the act of learning is bad i really like if you push uh pause in this there's a tutorials tab mm. and it it's where all the tutorials end up that it's taught you so far so it's a really easy place to find them, and then it'll have a little video too playing of kind oh, nice. of like what it is, description. So really clean. I was like, wait, what are these again? And it was like right there. So really mm-hmm. good UI in terms of that. It's funny that you mentioned that because uh, Guilty Gear Strive does a very similar thing where when you're going through the move list, it actually has a little video of what that move yeah. does. Yeah, and love it's that. Like, yeah, it's it's a really great addition. Uh, one other thing I want to bring up is just the weapon spin. So mm-hmm. instead of, you know, starting your run and picking your weapon, you always start with a pistol, always. But as you go throughout these levels, you'll find different weapons. And by killing enemies, you essentially get weapon levels, Ben, that level up. So if you start level one, you'll hit level two. The next weapon you'll find will be a higher rank than your current, like, it'll be a rank two instead of rank one. So you're always encouraged to kill. And two, a lot of the weapons later on can have like permanent buffs on them so like you'll find it like let's say you get a pistol you start the pistol has no like secondary stats but you get another one there's some secondary stats that'll increase like they'll help you in combat some way you know maybe Mm. it'll have like a larger like clip or something like that so you're always kind of on the lookout one for do i like this kind of weapon type and two do i like these buffs or whatever enhancements on the weapon so 
yes, you could play a kind of weapon you like. You could fight something you like, but you're definitely encouraged to experiment around and try different things. Mm. Yeah, and in terms of difficulty compared to other roguelites, definitely more skill-focused rather than grinding out stats. Like, you can play... I've, I've played... I played at one point, like, over an hour and died in, like, some toxic sludge and retained only, like, a couple ether. That was my prize for an over-hour play. So I didn't get... I didn't get to bring, like, gold back and pump up my weapons or anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't get, like... Didn't unlock a new armor. Like, uh, playing through, obviously, you'll unlock permanent equipment. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, But in terms of, like, stats and stuff, like, it is for the most part a run to run basis again there's permanent stuff you can unlock to make things better and easier but like it's yeah. it's definitely geared more towards skill so it, it is a very difficult game for sure yeah gotcha. just to give you an example yeah. ben, of ben i think the first upgrade you get is you unlock the ability to teleport so there'll be like teleport stations and areas you could use now to just kind of get around through the map just little things to help you progress there's mm-hmm. some stuff blocked off that you can't get access yet, you know? You're like, okay, I cannot get this, so I need an ability later on. It kind of reminds me of just a loose term, like a Metroid, you know? I need yeah, this yeah, ability, I, I can't reach this yet. It's something like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, if you die, like let's say you make a ways, you get a new ability down the line, but you die and you have to go all the way back, that new ability you got could help you on your new run in an old area. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, some sort of progression. Something that I think is is always very challenging for games where you know you are making decisions is you'll you'll run into something where it's like okay well this is clearly better than my other options right and so the variety kind of gets hamstrung by mm-hmm. the balance of the game itself um, mm-hmm. and that can be disappointing sometimes because I, I, I of course it's always more exciting to be like oh man like I love the feeling in games where whatever decision you make, you'll run into situations where you wish you would have chosen the mm-hmm. other thing. Sure. Uh, does that happen? There's some circumstances where I've been like, oh man, I wish I took that weapon instead for this particular mm-hmm. moment. It'd been really nice. Because like, not only do like weapons have different stats on the map, but they also have an alt fire, which I totally mm-hmm. forgot to bring up. So like one of them could be like a grenade launcher or something, or one could be like an electric beam or something like that. So... That's also something to consider with your weapon. So it definitely is, oh man, I wish I had this weapon here, or I'm happy with, I'm glad I took this weapon right here. Cool. Also, the dual sense is really crazy. It's really good. This is this is a literal game changer. This is a, this is a new way I've played shooters. I've been playing shooters my whole life. The triggers half press for aim down sights, full press for secondary fire aim down sights. Mm. So mm-hmm. I've never really, like, I don't even think Call of Duty really had that, where it's like the, there's like two stages of Pressure. clicking in aim. You have like yeah. your first aiming and then your second aiming. So it took it took a little time for me to get used to, but now it's like, wow, this is, this yeah. is the future of shooters, these adaptive triggers. Yeah, cool. at first um, it was a little weird, yeah. but I think it yeah. feels, now it feels super natural for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really so like now it. you're at a point where you don't feel like you're making a mistake of correct aiming yeah. the but wrong way. I would imagine if you don't yeah. like it, you can change it. 
you mm. can have a different configuration. I think you can also map the controller to however you want. I'm not 100% gotcha. sure, but I think you can. So it's there if you want it, but I think it's really cool and it kind of shows off the controller in a cool way. Yeah. Um, tell me, I, I, I know you can't talk about much, but t- tell me about the, the story because from what I've seen in the trailers, the, the story and kind of the, the mystery that they're building up has been just as interesting to me as, as a lot it's, of the gameplay yeah, stuff. It's a, it's a mystery. I, I'm really cautious about talking about it at all. But mm. I will say how it's it's kind of delivered in like a fragmented way of like mm. brief flashes a lot of time. And there's there's like text logs and stuff like that. And you can learn more. It's not presented in the most like approachable, like, you know, maybe it's not so straightforward, I would say. But if you mm. kind of go down the rabbit hole and you really invest in it, I think it's really sick, actually. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried about talking about a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not very far. So I, don't worry about spoilers for me. Um, I will say coming from Outriders, we've been bringing that up a lot. Yeah. I really liked the data logs in Outriders. They were really dry, but like really informative Mm -hmm. and and neat. I really Mm -hmm. liked them. I'm not really feeling these ones. It'll be like, oh, here's this creature. And it it just kind of like tells you a little bit about it, but not in an interesting way. But all of like the main storyline and like lore is incredible mm. from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really like the like, you know, here's what this enemy is or like, here's what this resource is. That stuff was kind of. Yeah, like, hey. Ben, I would say the vibe is, and I think they said this, it's kind of like the vibe of the game is kind of like an atmosphere of like alien and Prometheus kind of mm. how it's set up. And like that kind of like the vibe it gives me is like that. So I think you will enjoy it. I know you. Yeah. I, or, yeah, I know you I like, like stuff I like, like that. that. I do. But yeah, I like I said, I, like that. I, I I don't really want to talk talk too much about it because yeah, I no, I understand. I will have a similar issue describing near, um, so I get it. Yeah. But um, I I think part of the reason that I bring it up is, and I I honestly just think a lot of games are straight up bad at this is um, mm-hmm. having additional lore and then putting it in in a in the game in a way that really works with the 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 flow of the game if that makes sense mm-hmm. um because i think what is frustrating about outrider like where you want to be is you want to be so invested in the world and you want to be so interested in the story that you're like hungrily consuming any extra stuff like you're excited like resident to, evil yeah you're excited to go into <laughs> the menu and, and figure it out um but like it's so annoying where you have those games where you're like trying to read something and then like an enemy comes and attacks you. And it's like, wait, why? I cannot, I cannot fault anyone for not reading the stuff in Outriders. Like it's so dry. There's gotta be a better way, Ben, to like marry these, uh, these ideas of like, here's the story we're telling. Here's the context. How can we marry that stuff? Right. Better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think how you incorporate that stuff and how it blends with the, the the story that's kind of shoved in your face is super, super, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think a lot of games are great at it. Um, sure. And so I guess what I want to mean here is like, is the game, you know, even outside the extra stuff, is the game doing a good job of, of investing you and making you care about the world and the characters and all that sort of thing? I am invested, but I can't talk about a lot why. Okay. 
I think what is presented is interesting enough and I, from what I've, based off those two levels, I think it's interesting enough that I wanted to learn more and go down the rabbit hole. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hooked. Hooked. Both of your responses have, have made me like, I can't wait to play this. I, Mm -hmm. I thought it looked interesting before, you know, I I definitely thought it uh, looked cool, but now I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to love this game. Okay. Yeah, if you liked any past Housemark games, you know, I think you're going to really like this game. There's like that shade of doom in there too, Ben, because like some enemies will have like a shield or something. Mm. And it's like, oh shit, I got to take care of that. But I can't get over there. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that like yeah, battle vibe of... of priority. We're like, oh shit. Some I mean, if it's urgency, I guess. If it's anything like Doom Eternal, like <laughs> Doom Eternal is some of my favorite combat yeah. Of any genre, yeah. So this well, combat's sick. It's cool. Yeah, you're not cool. ripping heads off and shit. I'll tell you that. Sure. But yeah, it's yeah, really that's, fun. that's fine. I really like it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's talk about near replicant. Repeat the new near replicant. Um, we are. <laughs> I feel like it is important to say this, but also to qualify it because you know I'm still in the the honeymoon phase. But mm-hmm. as of right now, as we're recording this, I feel like this is one of my favorite games of all time. Like it's Whoa. a like it's a it's a ten in my heart kind of game. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played Near Gestalt in 2017, um, and I loved it then too. Uh, back then, I only played through the A ending uh, at the time, but now I've I've gone through and I've done A through D, which was in the original game. And uh, they've also added ending E. And this is exactly the kind of game that should be remastered and remade. And it makes me so excited that it's being introduced to this whole new audience. Um, Because you go, and I did, uh, you go back and you play the original Nier. I did it for the sake of comparison. And it's like, holy shit. Like this, you know, I I think if you just look at Nier Replicant kind of on its own and you're like, oh, it looks whatever. But if you compare it to the original game, it's it's night and day. And more importantly, it, it just, the performance is so much better and the controls are so, so much better um i can remember brad brad you just played that original one a few years ago right and i I, remember you saying like it plays like shit but i love it (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i think that game was rough around the edges but i still like it (laughs) yeah Yeah, and i i like i said i enjoyed it in 2017 but this has given me um a much deeper and and better appreciation Mm -hmm. um for it as well and uh, before I think I get kind of into the, the nuts and bolts, uh, I think it's important to emphasize, like, not only is the re-release kind of transformative on a functional level, but they add new stuff into the game that just was not there before. Yeah, so, like I said, there's cool. a brand new ending, um, and there's a whole new sequence in the game, and that new sequence, I think, uh, especially once you see it, in different ways as you go through the different endings, uh, I, I think is really emotionally very strong and a very, very, very good story. Um, and good bonds, man. Some of the best bonds. Um, yeah, there's I bonds I every... I remember, all right. Yeah. The the you and the internet are going to hate me, but because I, I didn't really catch on for the automata, every yeah. time I saw this game, I was, I was like, 
probably a skip, you know, like, mm, oh, it looks sure, cool, yeah, but like, I yeah, get it. I won't make... every time I've seen this now, though, and hearing you say it's one of your favorite games of all time, yeah. this game immediately shot up on my radar, Ben. Um, I saw a, a, a recent era post that really, I think, nails the, the differences between uh, Automata and, and, and Replicant for me. And I, I, I don't even think necessarily one is better than the other, but they said, you know, Automata is, is sort of more driven by themes and, and Replicant is more driven by character. And I really agree Ooh. with that. Um, and I think just in general, when it comes to storytelling, I find myself latching onto and caring more about characters and their growth and their personal Same. stories more than I end up caring about the overall story. Not that that, of course, isn't important, right, or great. Uh, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just I, what I notice myself responding to uh, yeah. more deeply. And and the characters in this game are just unreal. And like every single one of them, especially of the core cast, has so much going on. And and as you learn that, um, they just become people you you generally they become fully fledged people that you care really deeply about and it's it's one of those experiences where after you get through it you think to yourself i wish characters in other games could have this much nuance to them i wish characters in other games could have this much going on um and it takes a long time to to see all that stuff um and it's <laughs> something yeah it's something that i talk about in the review like if anybody came up to me and they're like I thought Nier was cool, but like, I couldn't get through all of it. It's, I, it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. you. Like, if you want to get all the endings, it takes a very long time. You will replay a lot of the same stuff. Um, there are definitely things that soften that blow. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying it's strictly the same, but you have to get all 33 weapons. Like it, you really, uh, it's definitely a grind it. in some ways. Yeah. Wow. And, um, I, I... Yeah, I didn't expect that. Cause it is because mm -hmm. that's not the case for Automata, right? You just keep beating it. No, you, it, you just beat it a bunch of times. It's definitely comparable to Automata, but I would say it's more of a grind here. Um, because in in Automata, as you're going through the endings, you're you're playing as different characters. Oh. Okay. Um, and so I think that helps soften the blow. Uh, totally, totally, totally. In in a way that is is not. The same here, and so I definitely, I definitely think this is more of a grind. It's been a while since I've played Automata, mm -hmm. but um, it's more of a grind here. Did you ever feel the grind though, Ben? Absolutely. Were you all you felt it. Yes, uh, <laughs> you felt it. Okay. Yeah. It no is, hesitation. Yeah. No, no, hesita no hesitation. No. This game is a pain <laughs> in the ass, real. dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. This game is <laughs> this game is a okay. giant pain in the ass. But um, <laughs> what I love about it being the pain in the ass, and I. The review is so frustrating because I, I am speaking about things and I'm going into as much detail as I can go, and I'll do the same here. What I love about it is even the worst moments of Nier, even the moments that I feel like were the biggest pain in the ass, the the story kind of comes back around and, and justifies mm -hmm. it, and justifies it in a really powerful way, um, and justifies it in a way where it was like... I'm not even mad that you made me do all that stuff. Like <laughs> payoffs, awesome. Huber. Yeah, the the Love it. the, the Love payoffs it. are really oh, huge. Huber's favorite um, thing: payoffs. Yeah, and bonds. 
Bonds and payoffs. And game, dude. This game, yeah. man. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. It's, yeah. uh, but it's it's super misleading. Like, you know, you play it, you'll spend hours in it, and you might think to yourself, like, oh, what this the is... the hell am I doing? Well, you'll think, like, oh, this is just, like, you know, a normal sort of fantasy-inspired role-playing game mm-hmm. where you're running around doing fetch quests and you're trying to take on a big evil person and... Um, you, you run around killing sheep and getting meat and it's like, okay, that's, that's not what this is. Like it definitely seems like that's what this is. Uh, but it will pull the rug out from under you kind of time and time and time again. Um, and it's certainly a meta story. And I, I always feel hesitant to kind of say that because I think when you say that it, it sort of puts a certain expectation on people who are like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it, has a gimmick or like it's a commentary on video games themselves and and it just feels like a little pretentious but i think the way in which it's meta here really serves the story and the characters and again feels deeply personal it's not just like oh cool gimmick you know i i think mm-hmm. it it really ends up um emotionally resonating in, in a super strong way and like the feeling that I had, Huber, and I love this feeling when it comes to games. And there there are definitely plenty of times where I will wrap up a big review and I'm like, thank God that's over. And I felt that with Nier. I'm like, thank God that's over. But like, I miss it now. Like, I, I just <laughs> want to keep playing it. Yeah. And I've played so feeling. much of it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just because I think when you're that attached, you know, and you feel this way yeah. when you watch like a great TV show and the season ends or something, you know, and you're mm-hmm. so in love with those, those characters. Persona 5, like dude. I was just like... 100 hours, I need more. Don't yeah. leave me. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave me, Phantom yeah. Thieves. Um, but I think the thing that's really cool is I, I honestly don't think it's just, you know, the story or just the characters that make this game so special. It is um, the game, how you play it is constantly shifting as well. Um, you know, the bosses are, I think, very visually spectacular and they kind of come with their own unique mechanics uh, that make them. Uh, kind of stand out and, and feel pretty uh, impactful. If you're running around doing a lot of the side quests and, and getting all the weapons and stuff, you will become extremely strong uh, if you're playing on normal. But, you know, even so, uh, I think like when the game just, like the game will just entirely switch genres on you for periods of time. And you're like, what is even happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and that stuff is really cool. Um, and I think Hubert, you know, like a lot of JRPG stories are get like really out there and mm-hmm. sometimes they can feel kind of like cheesy as a result. I think what's cool about Nier is the story is definitely out there and it's definitely very weird, but because the game morphs so much and changes shape so much, it kind of makes it easier to buy into the weirdness. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times... Mm-hmm you'll be playing a game and it'll get weird, but like the gameplay won't change at all. Like the gameplay will be exactly the same. You know, you'll, you might just be doing like turn-based battles over and over again here. I I think it, it, it makes what it's trying to say more effective because it feels like the, the whole game is changing and not just what the cutscenes that it's spitting out at you. It's cool. I can imagine that just like, you know, you're chopping someone up and they fly away and then all of a sudden you're doing a, like a, 
space flying game. Yeah, like, yeah. Automata had stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. So it's just like you can lean into that like adrenaline of like, oh, now we're in a chase scene. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, and I, I always think it's awesome, and I think a lot of games that really resonate with me have this attribute. Uh, you know, like Bayonetta comes to mind, where it's like. Dude, I don't know what you're going to throw at me. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I love that. I think especially it's something that you're, you're going to spend dozens of hours in. That's a good feeling to have. Yeah. Uh, ben, I think this might be interesting to bring up with Huber here, because I don't think he knows is the protagonist during this version, or this game is different from the version we got originally. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it's the same game. Yes. 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 Uh, so okay. the way that they did it in Japan is they had two versions of it. So they had Nier Gestalt on the 360 mm-hmm. and they had Nier Replicant on the PS3 and a Nier Gestalt. So a, a character of great importance is a character named Yona. And in Gestalt, she is your daughter. In Replicant, she is your sister and you are younger. Um here, we never got Replicant. We only got Gestalt as an option originally. So you could only mm-hmm. play as Papa Nier. And so now you're playing as Brother Nier. And it's actually interesting because in the preview, I was like, yeah, I think I like Papa Nier better. Um, not that Brother Nier was bad, but because, uh, you know, he's just a little bit more naive. He's just younger. It's just, I, I, I kind of liked just the the dour, kind of more serious nature of Papaneer, just kind of this mm-hmm. big ugly oaf that I thought was really lovable. But um, now having, you know, gone through everything, Brother Nier really grew on me tremendously. He, <laughs> don't want to say too much, but he really goes on a journey of maturity and he definitely changes dramatically uh, versus kind of how you originally see him. So the one with the dad. Yeah. So this is a this game though is basically a remake of the one with the brother. It is a remake of the one with the brother, but it is still a incorporating that stuff. It, yeah, into it's not like this. they were totally different Got games. It. it was like okay. this version. You we switched this thing out. It, it, you know, it. like we you just changed kind of the relationship. Cool, but cool, they were cool, cool. still. The same game, more more or less. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, Got it. It wasn't like, oh, if you played Nier Replicate, you were getting like a a totally different game. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're not missing out with this remake. Well, now you have access to to both. Got it. Like, Cuber, if you ever want to go back, I got you, dude. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Nice. Um, It's a cool box. It's something Huber. Like there's already enough to worry about with Nier. Like don't, don't, don't sweat stress. that. Don't sweat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't no, sweat no that. No stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No sweat at all. Um, I know there's a lot of Papa Deer fans, and and rightfully so. But uh, <laughs> no, Brother Nier is Brother Nier is pretty good. Um, last thing that I want to say, uh, and and what really shot me through the moon with this game is is the new ending. Um, I, of course, I will not go into any sort of detail at all. But what I will say about the new ending is it feels really purposeful. And it, 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 I feel like it kind of challenges what came before it. And I, I love that. You know, I love when a new version of a game can come out and, I, and, it, and it adds something 
that really gives you a lot to chew on and sink your teeth in and isn't just like, you know, a back of the box feature, but really feels pretty essential mm-hmm. to the experience. That's sick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. With a yeah, I'm stoked to play it. Yeah, it's it's one of those games though that like I love it to pieces, but it, it feels hard to recommend. You know, you, you definitely have to be very patient with it for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, it demands it demands a lot of that. On the other end of the spectrum, though, tell me about Shadow Man, Huber. Shadow Man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious to hear about this. So, I used to have a Shadow Man poster in my bedroom from a Nintendo Power. Mm-hmm. Just thought it was really cool. This is a mm-hmm. game that I originally played on Nintendo 64 as a young lad, um, and could never get very far. Mm. This game. and this and Glover. The most confusing <laughs> N64 games I've ever played. Dude, I I hated Glover. I hated it. I know Same. there are like huge Same. Glover fans out there, but I, I don't can't like, handle it. I don't like that game. I mean, Same, it's been man. an eternity since I played it, yeah. but yeah. I did not like it. Uh, Shadow Man, on the other hand, I really, really liked. It was just hard. Mm. It does not hold your hand. Uh, it's just a very confusing game. Um... But this remaster, actually, uh, this is from the people who just did, like, the Turok uh, oh, remaster. S- like, the next to Bluepoint, honestly, best in the biz. And what a, like, <laughs> not a game that I would res- expect to get re-released. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, came out of nowhere. yeah, it definitely feels like it's coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but so basically you're trying to like come up with the plot, telling you the plot of this game. It, it, there's a lot. I really want to highlight it, the the one takeaway that actually really holds up. And in fact, when, when I streamed it, uh, you can watch a stream of it. I streamed a little bit of it. I was just so impressed with the story and the voice acting. This game came out August of 99. And... The VO just felt so ahead of its time. We were engrossed. Like, I'm super invested. Uh, It's Night Dive Studios did the remaster in case you're wondering. Oh, okay. I think they did Doom 64 as well. Yep. Doom 64. Just the best. They did a great job. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Um, But yeah, you are. Like, the game starts out with a flashback of, like, Jack the Ripper talking to this guy named legion who is like we are legion you like jack the ripper basically like commits suicide to like join this guy's army and then in the present day we are we are michael Leroy, uh, aka the shadow man a lineage of voodoo warriors who protect the world of the living from threats crossing over from dead side uh, oh, and that was really funny because the whole point of the game is to, pre- uh, there's a prophetic dream that Legion is preparing to usher in the apocalypse by claiming the Dark Souls. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they kept saying Dark Souls like so many times in the beginning of the game. They're like, we must find the Dark Souls. And it's like, yo, Miyazaki, dude. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch there be like some... <laughs> 
<laughs> like crazy connection. Like ten yeah, years yeah. from now. Yeah. Miyazaki's a uh, big fan. But shout out to the remaster. Just looks so great for a twenty-two-year-old game, but also looks not compromised. Like the like the original look and feel and vibe is intact, while also just being touched up, looking clean, looking nice. Controller or mouse and keyboard, uh, as you see fit, but still a very confusing game. Very, very easy to get lost. Confusing of like, yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I need to find these things. You'll walk up to things that you're supposed to interact with and it won't tell you at all that you can even interact with it. Not does not hold your hand. Just a very old school 3D action adventure puzzle platform. It's got all of that in there. Um but just a really cool, cool like history lesson too of like 3D games in the late 90s, like mm-hmm. kind of er- mm-hmm. early, early origins. Pretty early 3D stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it's awesome, Huber, because like this this is exactly what I want, and I feel like it's the same case with Nier, right? Where it's bringing it back in the conversation, mm-hmm. um, it, you know. And there there is a zero percent chance that we would be talking about Shadow Man <laughs> right now were it not yeah. for uh, this remaster. And yes. I think that is so cool. Uh, but I also feel like you know it's an embarrassment of riches where there's there's so much out there right now that I'm trying to play yeah. that I am really invested totally. in, and I just don't have any nostalgia for shadow man you know i i mm-hmm. saw ads for it in gaming magazines back in the day but i I, did, yeah. I never played it um and so it's like is it good enough to like carve out the time for i think it's i think it's definitely worth playing a bit i don't it's long and hard so i don't know if you're gonna have the 15 to 20 hours to, sure. to sink in to finish this game but i honestly encourage people to at least dip their toe in uh, this is a piece of gaming history. It's just a little confusing, but I definitely think it's worth it's worth hopping into, worth uh, a visit. Just to it is. I really, I really do think it's worth a visit. Like this would be a cool franchise to bring back. Um, I know there's a sequel on PS2. I never played that one. Um, I don't know if it's well received or I not. Had no I had no idea there was a yeah. sequel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was another one. Um, but this original, it, it had a spot, soft spot for me growing up, and it was cool to just revisit that 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 time. And uh, I'd say it still holds up, honestly. Cool. It's just it's just very not handholdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about the difficulty a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is it so much that that really emphasizes the difficulty? Is it just like you take a shit ton of damage? Is it? It's just it's just level design. It's like where the hell oh. am I going? Oh, There's okay. like a place to go up there, but yeah. then down there. It's just that old <laughs> level design of like there's yeah. like three or four ways to go that then go into other areas, and then I don't know where I'm I am. I don't even know how to go back to that place to find the other places I could have gone. Like you and I talk have talked about this before, but uh, <laughs> I, I felt the same way about Turok, where it's just like yep, the difficulty yep. is where the hell do I go? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like. What, do games used to be just harder? Like, I don't know. Like, Some ways, is it yeah, just yeah. level design? Level design is a little more forgiving in the sense of, like, yellow on the wall, less of a style. Like, go over this way. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, like, did games used to be it? harder? Yes. But sometimes it, like, 
I also feel like they could just be cryptic out of nowhere. Where it's yeah, like, I think yeah. it's cryptic, dude. Yeah. That's the perfect word. Games used to be more cryptic. And cryptic is not like a strictly <laughs> bad thing. Like sometimes you yeah, can be cryptic yeah, and really. fascinating and, and cool. But <laughs> I, it's always that moment where you're like, okay, I'm stuck. And then you look it up and you're like, I never would have thought to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that wasn't even like on the table for me mm-hmm. in terms of options mentally. And I think that's, that's where it too, um, maybe. gets a little frustrating, <laughs> but um, you know, there's a charm in that too. And it's nice. Yeah. You know, sure. Yeah. I that, understand that. Yeah. That you know, we're not just reliant on game magazines or strategy guys anymore. That, that if you run into a problem, you know, you, there's, there's a zillion playthroughs on YouTube that you can just immediately pop up and look at. So, yeah, but yeah, Shadow Man, cool game, great remaster. Cool, very cool. <laughs> I love the point. Yeah, finger guns there for Shadow Man at the end. Yeah, um, he has a, he's got a gun, dude, like a like a demon type gun pistol thing. Mm. It's cool. It's really cool. Like um, shit, it just slipped my mind. Shadows of the Dam, dude. Shadows of the Dam, dude. Dude, I. Shades of Shadow Man in Shadows of the Damned a little bit. I <laughs> love Shadows of the Damned. And Me too. We, I, was doing, I was doing Soundtrack Club with Blood, and he was he he, he, he he yeah he did not like the game. What, and are you it hurt surprised me. by no, that? No, yeah. no, <laughs> He hates it. <laughs> you know, the, the main character going like "Taste my big boner" is not yeah. something that Blood would be into. Garcia fucking Hotspur. Yeah. yeah. Hotspur, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That yeah, I heard Blood sense. say that. I was I like, do, oh yeah, of course. That's a game they should re-release. They totally, release, dude. They re-release Shadows of the Down. Damn, I'm jumping in, man. Let's go. Ben, I feel like it's coming. We've got uh, Vanquish Brad just played. Didn't they re-release mm-hmm. Binary Domain as well? No. Or no? <laughs> no. No. Okay, those that'd be, two. That'd be sick, though. Those two we need. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Because I feel like they re-released some they other did, stuff. Uh, they re-released Vanquish and Bandetta. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Binary Domain and Shadows of the, the Damned, damned man. Yes, I'd, be, yes. I'd be into it. Or like Asura's Wrath. Yes. I never played the DLC, so technically I never beat the game, I guess. Dude, right? yeah. This is the, so I love, I love Asura's Wrath, and Damn it's insane. It. But one of the worst DLC moves of all time, where they literally like cut out the ending and made you pay for it. And ah. you, you absolutely want to see that ending. Yeah, it's... It's rough. Can you imagine if dude. they tried to pull that shit now with games, dude? I yeah. Feel like just in the, in this short amount of time since Asura's Wrath, like that right. would not fly. It's amazing that they got away with it, and it, I think it was like this combination of the people that liked Asura's Wrath really, really loved it. They were just like, whatever, and also like, take my money. Almost no one played it, so I think the, the combination <laughs> of those two things like made it okay, but. Dude, man, Huber, Asura's Wrath, that that Asura's might be Wrath. something for, like, a stream or something. Yeah, was, yeah, I've exactly. never played it. Oh, dude. dude it's, it's a good one to watch, yeah. too, Brad. I <laughs> well, would watch Ben play time. that. I, yeah. <laughs> I, will yeah. say, I would say it's it's better to watch than it is to play. <laughs> and I love that game. I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> No, that get, we funny. would have a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of laughs and a lot of a lot of excitement. It'd be a good time. We gotta do it. Yeah, so we gotta do it is now. cool. All right. Um, so it's time for that show. We take a little break in the game impressions. Just mix it up a little bit. Uh, I've got a, 
I'm naming this section something new. Uh, so you know, for the Hotake, you got the you got the explosive moment, the climax. This is the sizzle, man. Ooh. This is the thing before the Hotake. This is the thing to just kind of whet your appetite. I like uh, that's the what sizzle. the sizzle is. And uh, I want you both. I'm going to throw a question at you, a sizzling okay. question. <laughs> what is a game to you that you? That was so bad that it hurts you to think about a game that you've like walled off in your mind. <sighs> uh, okay, I haven't played it in a long time, but I remember playing Tenchu Four on the Wii, and I just hated uh, it. I was what's so what, what's sad. that one called? I think it might be Tenchu Four. Okay, it was on the Wii, and I remember like using motion controls in it. And I just hated it at the time. Mm. Tenchu Shadow Shadow Citizens? That can't be right. Whatever. But Tenchu and Wii. It, I think it maybe. Yeah, maybe it's, it's fine. a remake. Don't but worry yeah, about I, it. I was very disappointed by that game at the time. I had a <laughs> I had a calendar in my room, a countdown to the release. Oh, I know where this every, is going. Every day I, I woke up, I would I would X one day closer, Superman 64. Oh! Boom. Yeah. I grew up loving Batman mainly, but also Superman. And like this was at the height of Batman and Superman animated series mm-hmm. at the time this game came out. Yeah. So my hype was just the most possible I could be hyped. Like every day was a struggle. I would call and be like, are you going to get it early? Like I needed Superman 64 so bad. And then you're flying through rings. And I said, what the hell is this game? Yeah. And it was just like sad. It was just sad. Like it was just so boring. I can remember that first like couple hours and then just setting it down and just being like, damn. Uh, (laughs) I I, I feel really bad for you because I was not, that way with it like i wasn't counting on the days but i liked of course superman the the animated series um mm-hmm. and i remember renting it and like that's that has to be one of the worst feeling games of all time like it just controls yeah. like absolute dog shit Devastating. <laughs> Not, mm-hmm. oh it's not fun yeah i don't even think i could get past the rings because of, of how terrible it controlled yeah mm-hmm. um then uh then a newer one i wasn't this one I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out here because it's it's coming back around with a newer release coming up. I wasn't watching it like every day hyped, but I had so much hope for the Platinum Games Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh, and it sure. ended up being yeah. so bad. Yeah, that's fair. Out of the shadows, maybe it well, was. Well, the, the TMNT uh, the remake as well. Turtles in mm-hmm. Time remake was also wasn't that yep. disappointing de-shelled or whatever yeah garbage but the platinum one was supposed to be like yo modern day platinum games yeah. this is a match made in heaven right, like right revival of the of the mm. turtles beat em up and it was just not good just oh it was not. super so I, yeah. it was super boring yeah, yeah so that, that one that one stings i think about it. um huber you because the easy one for me to bring up is Duke Nukem Forever, but I feel like I've talked about that before. And I've, I've talked about this one before, <laughs> but the, you made me uh, you made me think of it um, because I was so looking forward to this. I 
couldn't wait heavy metal like i i adore heavy metal it's like oh, my yeah. second passion after video games i love it so much and like they were getting all these names all this talent and the soundtrack was <laughs> yep. gonna be amazing i was there yep. day one with that game and like i don't think it's like the worst thing ever or anything but i was so disappointed in brutal legend dude yep i yep <laughs> i really thought like i was gonna love that game and it 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 really it wasn't yeah. what i wanted it to be i'm glad i just rented it yeah because i remember I it not being what 60 I bucks on it, it. To be. <coughs> wow i am shocked so i expected ben because i didn't like it either I played Brutal Legend and fell off after like four or five hours. I was mm. like, I'm good. 82% Metacritic, wow. Brutal Legend. Who knew? Critical Darling. I don't understand that. 82 on 88 reviews. Wow. I thought even, it, even an 8.0 user score for Brutal Legend. I, I thought people didn't like Brutal Legend. I don't know. I guess I think the I people who All really I can tell it. you. Probably. Yeah, because I didn't, I, I didn't like it too, Ben. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is. I thought it was just like not bad, but not good. So it was in that middle line of like, this yeah. is just boring. I'm I'm gonna move on. Yeah, it was. It was like it was so many things. Like it, mm-hmm. like Psychonauts is a legit, deeply funny game. Like it's so funny. I I didn't think Brutal Legend was like funny at all. <laughs> really, I mean, it's been it's you know I'm. It, it's an ancient memory at this point, but I didn't like the story. I didn't like the gameplay. Like I, I it was just like a multifaceted disappointment mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bummer, man. Yeah. Absolute bummer. Ben, do you ever go back and watch that first Duke Nukem forever trailer? I mean, I, <laughs> I haven't seen it the in forever, first... but I, I, uh... one of my all time favorites, that dude, trailer I watched was pretty awesome. I watch that trailer every couple years, just like, just to remember the mo- the mood and the vibes and like the the hype and anticipation when when Duke Nukem Forever was like gonna be a thing, and then obviously like delays and rebooting and whatever. But that first trailer is so good, dude. Okay, so Duke Nukem Forever is absolutely one of those games that I finished and I should not have. That is time Same. I will never get back. Same. It wasn't worth it. Like I had to know, right? Because it, it, it was, you know, the game, the, the cursed game that would never come out. Yeah. I, I was so curious. Had to know. I had, you had to, to see the credits. Should not have finished it. Absolutely a huge mistake. I had forgot that there's DLC for that game. What? There's two Whoa. like story DLCs, I believe, for Duke Nukem Forever. Because uh, like Matthew Matosis, I think, just did a couple of videos on them. I'm playing. Um, I'm and that's the thing. I was like. I feel I like I have to finish the fight. Yeah, you know? same. Even I don't know why. I should. Yeah, I like. I, I feel no, like I, dude, I, fuck I, the fight. I committed. I feel like I committed too much time now. Run. It's like it's like a, you know, like the gambler's fallacy. Yeah, I'm. Mm. I think there's two story. Di- Doctor Proton yeah. from the original Duke Nukem comes back. Apparently, that's how they get Huber. Mm-hmm. The, from the originals back. The other one is like the other oh, DLC. Okay. It, there's just the one. There's just the okay, one story okay. one. Yeah. It, well, it looks like there's other things, but it seems like the Doctor Who cloned me is the story driven one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. GameSpy rated it 1.5 out of 5. Dude, that DLC <laughs> came out way later. Hmm. Crazy. Built from the ground up. Wild. 
Yeah, what an era. Well, wild, wild, I mean, wild. it was like six months later. That's not that. That's oh, not that's like not that, that much later. Yeah. I thought you meant like I a year like that's and a half. Oh, yeah. My bad. I was looking at the wrong number. Sorry. No, yep. it's okay. Six months. Okay. No worries. But yeah, Hubert, maybe you and I together should do that. That might be the way to, <laughs> to handle. <laughs> yeah, because I did the uh, I did the Duke Nukem in Bulletstorm one that came out oh, was like, that good? a year or two ago. I, it was fun. Okay. It was fun. Because Bulletstorm is a good game. Yes, it is. So, I really like Bulletstorm. I feel like Bulletstorm has completely been forgotten, but I really liked it at the time. Yeah. Well, Wait, now that without writers, they did, yeah, they did. Yeah, and, and without writers coming out, pe- people have been kind of talking about it. Oh, cool. sure, going back. Um, yeah, I've definitely but, thought about doing a replay of it because I, yeah, yeah, I really liked it, and I want to check it. out the Duke worth stuff. Worth it. And I, isn't there more up. new stuff besides just the Duke thing, or is there not? I don't think so, okay. but maybe. Don't quote me on that. Okay. but I don't remember if there was. Um. This sizzle is brought to you by some wonderful shout-out tier patrons. Uh, like fajitas. Yeah. Dude, I love that when it comes out. Yeah. The fajitas and the sizzle. Yeah. Now I want some fucking fajitas, dude. It's a showpiece. It's a showpiece. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, brought it to you by some wonderful shout-out tier patrons. Uh, if you want to find out more, go to patreon.com slash easyallies where you can sign up and be shout-out on all of our various podcasts. We have quite a few. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think in honor of the sizzle, if you guys want to like be- do your, yeah, do that, do a shout out and then your best sizzle after I get done <laughs> reading the names. So shout out to El Thanis, Greg, the dark Knight Kettering, Caleb, Togi Crawford, Nick, Stephen Thomason, Edgar, so I'm a spider. So what Sage mode Q Alex AI. And this last one, Blood told me how to pronounce it, and I forgot. Let me look real quick. Uh, Estocal. Shout, Shout out. out. Good sizzle. <laughs> That's fun. Good sizzle. That is so fun. Uh, all right, what should we talk about next? Uh, we're going to do a spoiler mode on it, so I'm not. we're not going to go into... Too much detail, but I watched all of um, it, it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Huber, you watched all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. Cool. Let's not spoil it and talk about it. Yes. Straight up. Yes. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't be alarmed. Don't be yeah, alarmed. I haven't seen it. Don't, me don't be alarmed or the audience? No, the audience. Oh, the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... I, spoilers nowadays. I feel like Just we can like never really talk about anything. Levels. People Just have different levels of spoilers. If you don't want to hear us, if you don't want to hear this, there's timestamps right in the description. Yeah. You can skip right past this. It's pretty easy. I mean, we, you know. I just feel like I've lived long enough to see myself become the villain because <laughs> over the last couple months, everyone is just calling me a yeah. spoiler. And it's like, can we not talk about anything anymore? Right. Like, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about <laughs> the show, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we will be talking about elements of the show. We will try our best to avoid anything that yeah. we consider spoilers. It's different for mm-hmm. everybody. Yes. You know, that's that's how it goes. You're not going to please everybody, man. Cover your bases. Yeah. I really liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Although although I thought it was slightly uneven. Mm. I thought Ooh. there were really, really high high highs, but a couple things fell flat. Really interesting. But uh, just to yeah. bounce off of you. So mm-hmm. 
Uh, I watched this with my wife. We were completely infatuated with it. Um, I would oh, say yeah. episodes one through five, like we were like, this is awesome. This is like one of our favorite Marvel things. We're so into this. We'd love so much of what this is doing. And we will get into those positive qualities. And then episode six, we were like, that felt weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that felt <laughs> a little rushed. Okay. Okay. Like I didn't, I wasn't angry at it, but it wasn't. It wasn't as good. Uh, the storytelling didn't seem as smooth yeah. as it had up to that point. I thought Sam Wilson throughout was a 1,000 out of 10, yeah. and I wouldn't have changed one sentence yeah. from Sam Wilson. Flawless in my mind. Uh, as was another character that he gets to interact with multiple times. I think I know who you're talking about. That is the best. Yes, their interactions are easily a highlight of the show. Like, one of my favorite A-A scenes highlight. in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe was in one of the episodes in there. Um, mm, yeah. Speaking yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. dude, we're just... <laughs> we're not oh, going dancing into, around. We're, yeah, we're, this is the hardest dance that you could do. Bucky mm-hmm. has an interaction with a, a character... And that is also extremely good and emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. who is caught up kind of in his past. Totally. Um, not, a, not a major character, but uh, but yeah, I, I would say, so Huber, after Endgame, mm-hmm. and kind of going into WandaVision and going into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was like, dude, like Marvel has a tough road ahead of them. Like, how are you going to top... Robert Downey Jr. as Captain America. How are you going to top yeah. Chris Evans as Captain America? And so on and so forth. And like, with both Wanda and Sam Wilson and Bucky, like, I love them all just as much. Like, mm-hmm. they're so great, particularly the dynamic between them, t- the two of them, how they play mm-hmm. off of each other. Like, when Bucky is hanging out at Ship Sam's it. home, it's the best vibes it's ever. It's great. The best. Yes, it's Ship fantastic. It. <laughs> Ship yes, it. absolutely. Straight up, yeah. ship it. Do you like, mean like better. ship them as a, yeah, as a couple? Yeah, I love them or, together. Okay. Yes, I do yes. too. I do too. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I am I am on that train yeah. all day. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, Ben, just excited for a lot of these characters to show back up in the, in the movies because it's all about time. It's all about investing with these characters yeah. and having the time with them. Mm-hmm. And now with these TV shows, we're just getting more time to connect with each of them. You know, we have so much more freedom on the TV side. Yeah. So it'll be exciting. I just hope that I hope the movies like in the future are like the big set piece action things. And then the TV, it's like, let's just get like, give me the emotions and the drama. Like I was, I'm here for, the banking scenes and like the powling around at home scenes yeah. above the action. Like I want to, I just want to see these characters living and talking. <laughs> um, it, yeah. Huber. So in comparison to WandaVision, which, you know, is by design, you know, meant to be very quirky and weird and misleading and kind of like you're, you're unraveling WandaVision. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just like, th- there are some incredible, it's like, high octane action and like one of the most violent things the MCU, yeah. the MCU has done. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there are moments in this where I'm like, I cannot believe that they just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Some pretty interesting. Violence. Yeah. I, and I, I, I think, you know, we've talked about it before, but I think that's a huge strength of the MCU is, is how it is, is able to shift around so yeah. well. Um, 
Totally. And I just have to say, like, shout out to Zemo. Shout oh out. Oh my god. Like <laughs> I, know. I know. I thought he was kind of whatever so in fun. Winter Soldier or Civil War, excuse me, not Winter Soldier. Oh, I love him in Civil War. It's not that I think a man, a man, a man revenging his family though, <laughs> okay. and it's Huber bait. It's Huber bait. I, I'm not saying that he's like <laughs> terrible, but I just wasn't like, oh my god, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like a Thanos <laughs> for me. But here in this, he he steals every scene that he's in. It's amazing. Truly. He's Truly. so good. Um, just fun to watch. And I think he really justifies where he's coming from and explains it really well and 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 adds um, a a good dynamic to it you know he doesn't just come totally. across as this one bit two-bit villain you know yeah agreed uh very very yeah. good really liked uh the the sam will uh sam wilson falcon combat oh yeah really creative stuff with falcon mm. dude doing sick shit yes. dude so cool so many co- oh my yeah, uh, yeah yeah moving on yeah moving on yeah, yeah yeah there's there's a scene that I want to reference <laughs> yeah. in the last episode yeah yeah you know yeah. what I'm talking moving about on. you know what I'm talking I about I know exactly <laughs> what he's so sick it's so sick so fucking sick dude I can't even um, it's like one of the coolest <laughs> things I've ever seen it's so also cool. and I, I I know obviously Huber that oh. you've always been a big fan of this character but for me Bucky is now one of if not my favorite MCU characters like oh hell yeah. He I, was one of my, I, love, I haven't even seen this show, and he was one of my favorites. I he yeah. is so good in this show, dude. And and Excellent. yeah, Sam Wilson, like you know, I I think Sam Wilson was always likable, but the, just the two of them, mm-hmm. they just get pro- propelled in this. It's just like Wanda and Vision to me, where yeah. you know I, they definitely were not my favorites before, and now they they've really carved out a place in my heart. Um, time, just giving them the time. And That's it. Sam's sister is so <laughs> great, and I think yep. she plays off of him really, really, really well. Um, something that I want to say is I appreciate the heavy shit that this show is trying to tackle, uh, and, and how, uh, it explores racism and how it explores, um, inequality and, you know, why people gravitate to extreme movements and, and, Mm -hmm. and where they're coming from. And it's just, you know, I appreciate that it's not just comic book fluff, that they're they're trying Same. to say something. Yeah. Ben, there's such a fine balance of like preachy or not. Yes. And like usually I'm on the side of I give it the benefit of the doubt because at least it's like addressing it and having those conversations, right, you know? Right. And I thought here it was really well done. If it like sure. Maybe some of it was a little on the nose. Sure. I felt that way, but especially in the a, last episode. There was, yeah. there was some moments where I was like... It, sure. There, there are also some amazing moments, but there are some moments where I was like... It feels like it's... A little it's heavy-handed. Been, yeah, it feels like it's simplifying this like a little too much. Yeah. 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 But... For a mass market right. blockbuster to appeal to like the whole world... Right. I thought, it, like having that conversation and addressing it head on, I thought I thought they did it really well. I agree. I Truly. I super agree. Yeah, there were there were moments, some very emotional moments that really hit me super hard, um, mm-hmm. and I I loved it. Like I, you know, despite my complaints with the final episode, which I can't really get into here, uh, I I adored the show, and mm-hmm. like I, and this is how they get you, man. But like, it's not stop. like. 
any new thing where where Sam and Bucky are in it, like I am so mm-hmm. excited, man. I can't yep. wait. I'll be there immediately. When Wanda shows up again, yeah. it's gonna be like yeah. awesome and scary. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, oh shit. Yeah. Let's go. Um So I'm I'm sorry that we danced around it so much, but we won't in the spoiler mode. Uh which will be mm-hmm. which will be coming when we can get everybody together and talk about it. So, so that's good, Ben. Because I feel like sometimes we, by waiting for the spoiler mode and waiting for things, we kind of miss that initial. We definitely do initial thought. We sure you, do. You bringing it up? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's fun. Like, you know, obviously, be, even though we danced around it so hard, it was fun just getting to be excited with you mm-hmm. and, and getting to gush a little bit. I think. Yes. Th- sometimes just basking in that energy is a good time. Like, I don't give a shit. Bucky's arm is the coolest oh, thing it's the, ever. It's the... <laughs> that is the best. And the knife flip is the best yeah. thing. Yeah. It's so... I lose my goddamn mind when it happens. <laughs> Love the knife flip that he does. So cool. So cool. Yes. Oh, man, I feel like a kid again, you know, talking about yep. this. Yep. And I, I love that. I love that so much. Brad, uh, in mm. preparation for yep. Resident Evil Eight Resident Evil Village. You uh, replayed Resident Evil Seven, man. Sure did, and some of the DLCs. Yeah, was this your first time with the DLC, Uh, or had you played them before? No, actually, it was my first time playing Daughters. I didn't know like that it even existed until I think Mike told me about it. Daughters. So I. the I do I've done Not a Hero and the End of Zoe. I haven't done the other DLC. Those are yeah, two it's... the two main ones, and then they have the band, the band footage, footage yeah. volume one and yeah. two. One of those band footage entries is called Daughters, and it's a prequel of when Evelyn and Mia should get wash up. Okay, to I have not played mm-hmm. that. I should I should play that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, really it's cool. pretty short. It's really really short. Really short. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hubert Huber just played through it too, actually. You did it on your own time, didn't you? Seven, I did. You I mean, through it? yeah. Hubert, uh, I'm joking, but like, of course he did. Are are you not just always playing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> always on the side. Always yeah. on the side. What do you think? Yeah, of that one, right? There, there's uh, two endings to that, you know. To, oh yeah, to the dog. I looked at the second one. I got the quote unquote cool. bad ending at first, but I did look it <laughs> up, and it was it's cool. Cool. Uh, Evil Seven. Is such an interesting game, I feel like, in the Resident Evil scope. I mean, there's so many Resident Evil games, and, like, you could argue that so many of them are weird. Mm-hmm. And I think 7 stands out to me in a good way. It's definitely, it definitely has its own vibe, which I appreciate. And it has a soft spot in my heart because it kind of brought it back to what I and many other people love about Resident Evil. This sense mm-hmm. of fear and dread and survival just to bring it back. And it was a really nice revisit and it reminded me kind of why I like that series when I was talking about the sense of fear and dread. And it's such a, like, I played some of RE6 with Huber like a month or two ago. We streamed it. And it just felt so refreshing to play that game again. Just its setup and of like really how Huber's taking talking about taking its time, man. Like, playing through that first section of the game is like really long but yeah. it takes yeah. its time and introduces it to everything and just the sense I think what I really like about this game is obviously the house because mm-hmm. you know I love mm-hmm. remake 
is my favorite Resident Evil game of all time. One is just because of the mansion, and this kind of invokes that, that same feeling I have for the game. It yes, it's got some problems. I think the the molded enemies are kind of kind of boring. You know, after a while, yeah. there's not that many, and I think the game yeah. kind of goes off track at a certain part. But I still think it's a really special game, and I just love the vibe it brought to this. This everyone says this Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe. You know, this fucked up family. You're, like, mm-hmm. you're trapped in this space, and this family's trying to kill you. And I just think they did such a good job because it's like it's so small scale. It's so mm-hmm. small. Going from six, you know, mm-hmm. you're fucking in China and shit's blowing up everywhere. There's a million zombies, and like, zoop, you're back in a hallway, and there's like one dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a threat. They definitely do, I think, kind of like blow the roof off at the end a little bit, but. Yeah, yes, I, I agree. I, I would say for the most part, it is it is very um, small. It is a good way to 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 put it for sure, uh, Brad. And it's like, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think it's an interesting part. It's almost like a new beginning for the series. Oh, yes, absolutely. there's ties. Mm-hmm. There's ties mm-hmm. to the original game if you're a fan. But this is a Resident Evil game. Love I feel like you can hop in and totally get a lot out of the story and the experience. I don't think it's bound necessarily to past events at all. Mm-hmm. I and think it's a great on its, Resident Evil oh, yeah. to, to play as your first one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. on its own, the standalone story of Evelyn and the Bakers and Mia's connection mm-hmm. to it all, all by itself is just so cool, so tragic, mm-hmm. so interesting, mysterious, all those beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, yeah, the way that connects to the larger scale you're not missing out mm-hmm. on anything, but also that is freaking cool the way it connects. Um, the the disappointment that I have with Resident Evil 7, and it's such a good game, uh, and I'm going off of memory here, so Brad, you know, you just recently replayed through it. Mm-hmm. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I like the whole game. I do. But mm-hmm. when I think about, like, wh- what really gets those warm feelings going for me of Resident Evil 7 is the beginning. I, I think the kind of the first yep. chunk yep. Uh, is the best part. <laughs> yeah, um, the beginning of the game is like the most terrifying. It's definitely the most terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I, I think just kind of those early interactions with the family are so memorable. You know, obviously there's the dinner scene um, and then there's yep. Jack Baker blasted through the wall. Like that that stuff to me is, is, is kind of like Resident Evil 7 at its absolute yeah. best. Yeah, I think just when you leave the house, it kind of just it fumbles mm-hmm. a bit. I think. Yeah, I think the house. Of the Those caves. I think, it, I think it's in VR. It, were so cool. There's some cool spots definitely later on that I don't want to talk about, but I definitely think yeah, some of it stumbles. But Hubert brings up VR, and I think that's also a really special point of this game. Uh-huh. Hubert, I know Hubert played the whole game in VR. I've, I've played some of it, but mm-hmm. it's such a mm-hmm. different experience and an absolutely must play or at least try if you have access to it yeah like, to that's, me this that's game the was thing made is... they wanted to make vr was such a big part of this game they really wanted to vr to be a huge driving force obviously you could play not in vr and have a really good time it works well yeah. but i think vr is something special with this game it's it's hard brad because i totally agree with you i've dabbled with it in vr and I thought it was incredible and terrifying. I really did. Mm-hmm. Like, it it really got to me. I don't know that... And it's... 
I feel like I kind of struggle with VR anyway. I don't know that just in terms of like motion sickness and things like that. I don't know that I could do the whole game. I'm super happy that I tried it out and I did get a lot out of that experience, but I Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could do the whole game, even though like it sounds Mm -hmm. really appealing. Yeah. It was a it was a one and one and done mm. for me. I was sure. Like, yeah, I get that. Good. Yeah, loved loved it though. Yeah, because some of those environments are like kind of boring. Not boring, but they're kind of whatever regularly. Sure. But like I VR. I always for yeah for whatever reason I will just always remember like a cave in VR was like. Well, my, yeah, my as a, truly my as a first person game, you know, you just kind of get even more enthralled with everything and brought mm-hmm. into that world. I wish mm-hmm. it was an option for Village. I wonder <clears throat> when the new PlayStation Hopefully VR comes out if, if it will be added. Yeah, that would I really, be really hope nice they do. To see. That'd be great. Yeah, with four coming out, I feel like it's a high chance, dude. Village will. Be this is this is the wrong crowd to pose this question to because you guys are enablers, but. I'm thinking about buying a Quest 2 for Resident Evil 4, and that's a stupid, <laughs> that's a stupid thing. Will it ever oh. come to other VRs? I don't know. Don't know. Ben, don't just know. borrow Jones's, man, when he's done. Yeah, doesn't Jones have one? Yeah. I don't, okay, this is nothing ben against Jones or it, anyone. I, d- I do. I like, I don't like borrowing stuff. I like hey, owning man, you're, stuff. You're I get a that. grown adult, and you can spend your money I get that. you want, I know. So. It's just such a dumb, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if it brings you joy and you are happy with it, I don't see the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I'll think about it some more. I can just be so impulsive with these things. Um, sure. Yeah. I understand. Brad, there's a section oh. late at the uh, near the end of the game, that kind of that last area um, mm-hmm. that we've talked about just being okay. Obviously, in relation, not as good as the Baker residence. Mm-hmm. But this, t- this playthrough for me knowing that village is coming on the horizon so like looking mm-hmm. at it through the lens of how this all connects that ending section this time around was like some of the strongest for me mm. i mm. loved it like that reveal and like that tonal shift and just like the way it the way you realize, like, oh, not, not everything is as it seems here. Like, right. maybe... You know, Hubert, that's I, really interesting. I, uh, because it, I it's on Game Pass. And so I started mm-hmm. a playthrough on Xbox, and I was playing it with my wife. And mm-hmm. I'm right at the, uh, like, Mama Baker area, mm-hmm. that section. And I, I'd be curious to see how the final area hits me this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to... Really Hubert, interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. I like the stories part of it and the the intent of it i do like i just mm-hmm. think the area itself is kind of boring and very yeah, samey fuses, and i feel elevators. like it, i feel like it goes on too long sure and you kind of retread a lot of the same ground like it's a resident Evil game of course you're gonna do that but i think you kind of yeah. do it in a way that i didn't find very exciting i get that um i think not a hero also emphasizes this where I think I enjoy fighting the molded the most where it's like very close quarters, very like, how am I going to deal with this threat being very limited fighting Mm -hmm. a bunch of them? Nah, like really awesome with Chris being able to punch him though. That is amazing. (laughs) 
and and, and Joe Baker punching them. (laughs) Yeah. Like that whole DLC is, is awesome. I I do love that DLC, but yeah. Oh man. Uh, I don't know. The one thing, one thing I like about the Chris DLC, Ben is that (laughs) there's actually more like enemy types in that, that, that DLC than the entire normal game. They introduce a few different types, which is nice. It's been a long time since I played it. Maybe it's maybe it's better than I remember it being. But it's I just okay. remember cool. in comparison to um End of Zoe, I, I just like that one so much more. Oh, you know, yeah, I think End you know of Zoe is better too. You know what it was was for one, Not a Hero was outsourced. The seven team worked on End of Zoe, mm. and Not a Hero was actually delayed a I long remember that, yeah. time. And they ended up coming out together. End of Zoe and Not a Hero. Mm. They came out simultaneously. Oh, okay. So End of Zoe is so incredible. And who the hell is this person that we're playing as in Not a Hero? I know we know who it is, but really, who the hell is right, this person? Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> uh, so maybe that kind of like overshadowed a little bit of all well, that. Because Ben, I did have, I did enjoy Not a Hero this time like ten times more than I remember. Wow, I was like, okay. I remember I did liking enjoy it more than I remember this too. time. I was like, yeah, well, like think, Lucas in it is amazing. I think part of the problem going into Naruto Hero and playing it at the time is like, there was so much personal hype for like, dude, you're playing as Chris. You're playing as yes. Chris. Like, and yes. I think that was kind of a shadow over it as well. Yeah. That's yeah. I 100%. That. Yeah. Totally. Joe Baker. Will Joe Baker return in a Resident Evil game? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he's in down. reverse, you know, if they keep doing, well, that's Jack or I'm sorry. Jack you're is. right. Joe, Joe to Joe. <laughs> Dude, if they put Joe in reverse, Just I am running all in. People. <laughs> yes. Melee uh, the character. <laughs> I mean, they could put Man. him in, right? Like, <sighs> hope so. Is always such a good DLC because it's so weird, I feel like, in a lot of ways. Oh, it's so weird. It's like, so weird. Hmm. Yeah. Just like punching fucking things in a Resident things? Evil game sounds like yes. really weird and goofy and like what I don't want it to be it sounds like but they yes. really nailed it sneaking around those gators like, man dude yeah, and Joe like, Baker's VO his whole vibe of like yeah. who the fuck do you think you are yeah it's <laughs> yeah. great just fucking making spears and shit and like suplexing <laughs> stuff it's so weird and like that's shit you do in Resident Evil 6 but it works here yeah yeah the item you get at the end <laughs> insane yeah yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> brent it sounds like you really enjoyed uh replaying resident evil 7 uh yeah is this something you know because resident evil games to all of us right like it's so much fun revisiting them and, mm-hmm. and dipping it back in and mm-hmm. they're so playable is this something where like a year from now you'd be excited to go back in you know post village and everything uh maybe yeah maybe i mean i've pl- i've beaten seven many many times oh so, nice nice. i don't nice, know nice. i don't know if i'll go back in a year but it's definitely a game i'd like to revisit for sure cool cool um sick the last thing that we're going to talk about i i'm not going to go into detail too much, but hopefully I'll bring it up on another frame trap. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy XIV is, is super frustrating to me because, not because of the game itself, because of me, uh, back in the Heaven's Ward days, I, I reviewed Heaven's Ward and really loved Heaven's Ward and really loved the game. But then, you know, it just got away from me. And 
Yep. It's one of those games that I think about all the time. I think about it all the time, and I'm like, I just want to be playing it, you know, and I'll dip back in for a little bit, and then I'm out, and then I'll dip back in, and then I'm out, and I'm really trying to commit this time and, and get caught up through Shadowbringers, and everybody, dude, has been talking about how amazing Shadowbringers is, like, the, the best Final Fantasy and all that stuff. That gets thrown around a lot. Um, and so... The fact that I was like, ah, man, I still got to get through Stormblood was kind of a deterrent for me because it's like, you know, no one's talking about Stormblood. Everybody's talking about Shadowbringers. I am getting near the end of Stormblood now. Um, I'm level 71, I think. And I'm really invested in the story of Stormblood. Like, I'm really enjoying it. And if this is if this pales in comparison to the Shadowbringers, I can't wait. Uh, because... Yeah, I don't, Huber, I don't know if it's your influence or if it's just a change that I've made as I've gotten older, but I really enjoy getting invested in lore. And, hmm. um, you know, there's a lot that I've forgotten from A Realm Reborn in Heaven's Ward, but. I'll mm-hmm. take a little credit, Ben, but, <laughs> but honestly, I think it's because really shared universes and, and all of that is just so hot now. Could be. It's, it's all about like. I feel like everyone is chasing Avengers Assemble. Like Maybe, everyone's yeah. chasing that moment. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really into the story, really enjoying it, um, and just just having a good time. And I think 14. A complaint that I have with 14 is is I feel like it takes a while for kind of the combat to blossom. Um, but where I am mm-hmm. now, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying my Black Mage so much, and I feel like. As somebody who really gets into battle systems and and gets really attached to them, I'm enjoying the management that I have to do with my character of keeping things up and, you know, doing things within a certain amount of time. And then, you know, there's the mechanics of the dungeons themselves. So I'm having a good time. Uh, A big reason why I'm really trying to get through this is the near raids look so awesome. I want to experience them so, so badly, uh, you know, and especially coming off of near replicant. That's been a, mm-hmm. a big driving I've done motivator. Two of them. And I mm-hmm. know you will like them. Cool. That's really good to hear. I'm excited. You I really don't know them. <laughs> that much about them. Uh, so I know some things, but I, I'm excited mm-hmm. to kind of just be surprised. Oh, yeah, and the Rathalos fight time. I really want to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm really yeah, um, enjoy enjoying it. it, and it's getting me really excited for Endwalker. And I hope that, like, you know, I can experience that with like you and Damiani and, and stuff, and just like mm-hmm. be at a level yeah. where where I'm finally caught up. Yeah, um, it'd be so awesome I'm having a good to time have you with us, man. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun when you got friends to play with. And I know um, people. This, this is common knowledge, but just in case you know anyone doesn't know or they're mmo phobic or whatever uh you could pretty much treat this like a single player game like it it has such a strong story and such strong characters that if that is Mm -hmm. something that is appealing about final fantasy to you uh know that that is without a doubt present in this game a realm reborn is kind of a pain in the ass to get through but once you sail through that it's not so bad yeah they've made some tweaks to it too to make it a little shorter and easier sure but sure i understand um, i i can't tell because i played it like <laughs> in 2013 i think when yeah it and then it's some been shit like that yeah, yeah so like, my, my opinions too, on like, a realm reborn could be outdated it's been forever since I i'm with it you too, though ben but... like i remember bits and pieces of those expansions but like yeah. a lot of it i totally forgot 
Yeah, there was a character that just showed up at a cutscene. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I vaguely mm-hmm. remember seeing you I saw you, like, it. five years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I'm really enjoying it and hope I can and seek a bunch of time into it because I'm really having a good time. And yeah. what's the, the actual reason why I'm bringing it up now um, is I convinced my wife to make a character. So we both made little oh, Lala cool. And Fun. I was really worried because... <laughs> In terms of games that are overwhelming, like, especially for somebody that doesn't play games, you know, an MMO is at the absolute top of the list. For sure, Um, yeah. And we're not far at all. I think we're, like, level three, uh, you know, just doing Gridania, like, she's a Lancer, and I I rolled a Conjurer, and we're just doing, like, guild quests and stuff like that. But um, so jolly. The reason why I want to bring it up is... She seems to be having a good time. Uh, it is a little overwhelming, but she seems to be having a good time. And part of that is coming from, it reminds me of like the first time that I played EverQuest or World of Warcraft mm-hmm. and getting to sort of relive those experiences through her has been phenomenal because mm-hmm. she she said to me, it's like, those are other people. Like she was just blown away by the fact that she's oh, part of this man. world and like other people are online, you know? And it's like, it's alive. I, yeah, I remember feeling Man. that way as well. Like in, in the PSO days, like yeah, I was I just I so excited. Yeah, and it was so cool. And so it, it was awesome. Uh, really, it, it, it's been a huge treat for me getting to see her experience that stuff. And she'll like run around and just like look at other people, right? Because this is all new mm-hmm. to her and just like seeing all the outfits and stuff. And that's really, really cool. Um, and you know, like I'll, sometimes she loses me in the crowd and so I'll jump up and down and she's like, how do you jump? And I'm like, hit triangle. And then she just like chuckles and it's like this, I love this. Like, I love that you're getting mm-hmm. so much pleasure from, from these, uh, simple things. Yeah. Um, that's that's fun, fun, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, how Damian so, feels when we play with him. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> like, when Damian gets little, to show us stuff. Yeah. 14 or he loved, he loves to throw me into boss fights and not tell me anything about them and just totally. see me die and how I react to things. Dude, I have to say one of the worst feelings, and it actually just happened to me in a dungeon. Um, and it reminded me like, okay, I should look up mechanics before going into a dungeon, but I was in a dungeon and I didn't, didn't look up the mechanics ahead of time. And so I was going in fresh. And so I, I did a wrong thing and I died. And like, that's the worst feeling. Like anytime you feel like you're letting oh, people yeah. down, I know that it, yeah, that it feels miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I, uh, I'm excited. I don't know well, if I'll, I'll be you like though, playing with Damiani, Damiani level. No fear. Yeah. I have no fear when I'm playing no with fear. Damiani. Oh, I can he's imagine. Like, I feel I like he's imagine. a fucking celebrity in that world too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's a I mean, healer. He's, so I don't feel yeah. bad if he has to res me. <laughs> yeah. Two, it seems yeah, like everyone definitely. knows him. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I actually have like time to play 14 now, so I'm hoping I can. Yeah, that's great. I, man. Get into yeah. I feel like I've been kind of looking for a game to get kind of sucked into. Um, so mm-hmm. oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll fill the bill. That's a, a big game. Big what did you say? Returnal, Ben, it's coming. Returnal? Well, the thing is, is like Returnal so has soon. an ending, you know? Like, this is like yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Forever yeah, MMO, yeah. yeah. Forever yeah. MMO. True. Uh, Second life. But it is time for... Ihotake! Um, oh. And with this panel, this this Hotake came to mind. I was like, this, this is the perfect Hotake for this panel. Um, so, uh... 
the Resident Evil demo rollout has been Bizarre. weird. Yeah, it's been really weird, extremely confusing, easy to forget about. Um, so they did a maiden demo, and right now they're or they they went through. They did a village demo, but it was only available on PlayStation for a very specific period of time. And they did a castle demo, where it was only available on PlayStation for a very specific period of time. And then they'll do the village and castle demo for all platforms, um, and it's it's a lot. Um, and so I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to dig into just not the the quality of the demos themselves, but how this whole thing is being managed and what you think about it. Is it a good thing? Has it bothered you? Do you see this being, you know, will other games kind of do rollouts like this? Are, is early access to things changing? All that sort of stuff. Super weird. Did you see that they extended the final one coming up? They did. No, I didn't so see took that. took the... So this is hot off the presses. They took the criticism and they are extending it instead of lasting for only 24 hours. It'll be by a week. Oh, wow. So it used to be, it was going to be 24 hours. Now it's a week. I think that's so the now right you call. Can play. Yes. Are you still Time limited still? to six? But, it, but yeah, it is. So here's their tweet from Resident Evil Games Twitter. We've heard your feedback and are extending the availability period for the final 60-minute multi-platform village demo. The original 24-hour window starting 5 p.m. on May 1st has been increased by a week and now ends the same time on May 9th. So, Huber, I I had a very interesting experience with both Village and Castle because when I played Village, you know, I want... This is is a new fucking Resident Evil, man. I'm I'm as excited as you could be. I want to... Get in there and explore and try new mm-hmm. things. And boy, mm-hmm. when it just cut me off after 30 minutes and pulled yeah, me out, I was brutal. like, Dude, c- no, like, come on. So I I like that part. Do I you? like only having, I love only having a limited amount of time. I don't like it. I don't like what they did previously by having the demo just be like, yo, you can only play it from this time to this time. Like, Give me my 30-minute time, but let me just play it whenever because, like many people are complaining about, they have jobs, they have families, they have, you know, they got kids, they got a lot of things to do to be kind of, like, hamstrung to this tiny little eight-hour window. Well, um... So, yeah, that's that's pretty much my only complaint, is, like, if you're gonna give us 30 minutes, just give us 30 minutes whenever. For the castle demo... Based on my experience with the village demo, I was like, mm-hmm. dude, I got to go. There's no time to read shit. Like, there's no time to explore. Like, I got to, I don't have that much time. And then I finished right. in like 15 minutes and I was like, okay, I wish I would have like explored a little bit more, you know? And so <laughs> it, when you don't know what you're getting into, it's totally. hard to know how to approach it. Mm-hmm. And because you're still in it, and of course you can make other accounts, but like, I don't want to do that, man. Like that's, no. come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's funny, Ben, that you rushed through because for me, when I did it, I was like, I was like, Hey, if we don't finish, so be it. I'm taking my knees. Like I went in expecting not to finish the demos Listen. and the village when I didn't finish, didn't got to the end time, time ran I, out. You know, yeah. I, was, I was dying. I took some knees so be it. So for the second one, the castle, same thing. I was like, yo, if we don't finish, we don't finish. I'm taking my time and I'm just gonna gonna go at my own pace. Gotcha. <laughs> um Yeah, it's 
Because I, I um, like the content of the demos, and I like that there was the main demo that was, you know, primarily just focused on atmosphere, and like mm-hmm. the whole demo was taking a knee. You know, extremely short, but but about taking the mm-hmm. knee. Um, and then the village gameplay felt very different from the the castle gameplay. But I just feel like it's like so chopped up yeah. in a needless way. Like needless. Because if if you look at the gameplay of what they allow you to experience in both the village and the castle demo. Like it's really not that much, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I feel the need to, to chop it up this way. I did, I just don't. Get yeah. It. Like yeah. they could have ended the village demo fade to black, boot up the castle demo, which is this one coming out now. It's now they're going to have the big, mm-hmm. both of them together. Um, on one hand, on one hand, they didn't get it right, but there's something here. On one hand, I love theatrics. You know this. I love events. Mm-hmm. I love when things are special. This was manufactured to be special, but still there was something about having a countdown, especially with, <laughs> with Twitch Twitch now. Mm-hmm. It felt like the whole world yeah. was waiting for this exact moment and we were all experiencing together. And the best part about that is... No info. Nobody has any answers, which is the best. We can stream a game a day after it comes out, and people will be yeah, in chat people, yeah, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. you missed something. Oh, yeah. oh, be careful on the this next part. The you got to get this. Yeah, this is the. Oh, you shouldn't buy that." Yeah. And it's like there's no figuring anything out anymore. Yes. So I appreciated that this was like a mad dash of like, "Holy shit! There's creatures. There's time limit. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows what's going on. So like that whole element, I love. Dude, people people will be posting like two hour speedruns of Village like by May fourteenth. You know what I mean? Easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily. And on one hand, that's uh, like really cool. That. Yeah. Yeah. On, the day after it's out. On one hand, that's really cool. But I do yeah. agree. It, it 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 does suck that there isn't. The things just gets figured out so fast, man. Like it's too it's so too fast. fast. Um. I, I do want to bring up the Twitch thing. This is actually something I thought about. And I think from that perspective, with the way things work, I think now being part of the conversation and keeping yourself part of the conversation, keep like it's so important now because you mm-hmm. are lucky if you're part of the conversation for a week. And so if you mm-hmm. can yep. keep coming back, keep being a big deal, keep getting excited. And I do think the way that they're splitting it up does accomplish that. I think it's really important. However, that's not what how I would do it. It's not what's what I, I don't like the time. I don't I feel limited. I feel, you know, like, hey, if I'm going to stick to your schedule, you know, give me a little bit more flexibility with how I appreciate mm-hmm. this thing. You know, let me take a knee a little bit more. I really like when demos give you some very small, you know, not game breaking or anything. Not, of course, I'm not talking about that. But like some reward for playing the demo. Like here's this cosmetic thing that you can get or whatever. Like that mm. gets me excited and motivated to play through. In that, I've, yeah, I liked the the seven demos so much more because they were separate. They were cryptic. They were like not really part of the main game. I know the environment was, but also Ben. If you did a bunch of weird things in one of those village demos, you could t- you got a coin. You got an antique coin. So small. Oh, so so small, minor. But like, one, feels good. Just one. Yeah. You feels want all so those good. coins. Yeah. 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 And I, so, I think Capcom yeah. can be very good at doing stuff like that. And so that that is the sort of thing that I like to see uh, mm-hmm. as well. 
Um, yeah. Do you, what do you think about like moving forward? Cause I know Huber, this kind of feeds into conversations that we've had in the past of, of how pre-release works now. And like, don't get me wrong. I am extremely excited about Village. I've really enjoyed what I've played of the demos. But man, like in a way, like I'm kind of exhausted by like, I, I feel like in a way I'm like crawling towards Resident Evil Village just because there's been so much. Like there's been all these demos. They're, they're having mm-hmm. like individual Resident Evil showcases. It's just like, mm-hmm. dude, I, like I, I love it and I want to be there because I, I do care about Resident Evil so much. But like at a certain point, I'm also yeah. just like good and ready to go. Pump the <laughs> pump the brakes, mm-hmm. Capcom. I agree. Do you, pump do you think that's an I issue? Think it's, I think it's. I do. I think it's a little too much because it's like nothing, and then it's zero to a hundred in the last like month and a half mm-hmm. of like just blowouts of like more, 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 more. Show you this. Show you that. Show you this. And it's like we're all on board already. We're all on board. You, we're all playing. Business. Do you think that's <laughs> true though? Do you think you know? Obviously. Because really, <laughs> I think when you look at Easy Allies, it, it's not, <laughs> it's not most, we're plugged in in a way that I think most people are not. True. So True. Uh, do you think from that perspective, like this constant bombardment is, is reaching a wider audience outside of the super hardcore, super dedicated players? You would think so, but also the time limit is kind of yes, exactly. opposite Great of point. that. Great like point. how are, how are like normal normal gamers out there not checking IGN every day. Yeah, I, I saw people being uh, like, like, oh, I completely forgot that this was yeah. happening and I missed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So weird. I, I would have done maybe one less demo because if you count this one coming up that's both of them combined, I mean, that's that's four. That's four, four plus demos, like yeah. two, four demos plus two showcases. Like, mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I understand. It's I probably a little more though because it's also the 25th anniversary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of talking about that a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. But I yeah. think but, I do think there's too many demos. I honestly think they should have done maybe the maiden one and one, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But just have no time limit because like they're pretty fucking short and pretty limited in what you could actually do in them. Yeah. So I don't really exactly. see the point of the time right. the time limit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh, shit. What was I just going to say? So um, the other thing that I want to say is I think about kind of my response to the original reveal of Village. And it's like, yo, what is this? Like, there are werewolves. There are vampires. What does that symbol (laughs) mean? And I was really excited. You know, and of course, you have to take personal responsibility for this as well. I'm engaging with this stuff. But uh, it felt very mysterious. Do you think kind of the way that they've been giving us information with demos and, and all this preview stuff, all that, do you think it makes the game less special, less mysterious? I've avoided the Game Informer blowout. Same. So I know that had a ton of info in there. I've seen just about everything else and played these demos, and... I have like one or two theories, but really that's it. I have no idea what to expect still. No idea what's coming. I don't know how long this game is. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like I know nothing really. So I I think they've kind of, they've done it right. They've nailed that because the people Mm -hmm. seeking out that game informer info too, like 
that that seems a little easier to avoid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of posting those bullet points, but like still a little easier to avoid sure. in that sense. So you think, you like th- a- and I honestly agree with you, you think the demos have done a good job of, of not leaning in too yeah. hard into what's going on. Yeah, because I've been nervous about it, Ben. I've been really nervous about getting getting spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've actually done a really good job. And also, I, we all kind of agree it's been a little too much, mm-hmm. uh, maybe too many demos. But I still think at the end of the day, this will be the highest selling Resident Evil of all time. So like, I, I don't maybe necessarily like how much they've been doing, but like... It's going to work. It's going to yeah. pay off. This is so this too. is poised. It's poised to be like Resident Evil 6 numbers. Well, and the, and the fact that it's cross-gen is... Yes. Yeah, so, yeah and it's, it feels like this game has everything going for it right now. You know, it mm-hmm. seems like everyone's excited for this game. Even just like... This may seem dumb, but even just people being obsessed with Lady, Dim- Lady Dimitrescu or whatever. Yeah. Like, that is, just it's builds Dimitres- excitement and... Demetres? Yeah, it's not Demetrescu, Demetres. Yeah, Ethan says it like that, and and the people were still... People were saying that Ethan Winters in the game is saying it wrong. So who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I say it wrong every time. Sorry, I'm just confused on it, that's all. I just think it has, like, that, that hype train going, which sounds silly, but can be a powerful thing. Especially yeah. with the, the FOMO going out there, you know? Yeah, everyone's talking about this game. Everyone's playing this game. Why? Why am I not excited for this game? Oh, maybe I should check this out. Everyone's talking about it, dude. I think that's so true, Brad. And and this is kind of pivoting the the Hotake in a way, but I think it's a really good point to bring up because I think Tall Vampire Lady is awesome. I I really mm-hmm. do. I like her a lot. I I think she's really cool. Love her design. I'm kind of over the tall vampire memes. Like, I think, like, and that's the thing, you know, we talked about, like, things being figured out so immediately, and I think just being, like, a very online person, it's just, like, you see, like, when people go hard on something, they go so hard, Mm -hmm. and there's so many of them that, like, it's just, it's just less interesting, you know, and it gets less interesting very quickly. Yeah, I think it's less interesting now, but I think at the time... That built up a lot of momentum. That's probably Absolutely. in the favor of RE7 or 8. Brad, I but think you're... Yeah, like, yeah. we've heard about it. Like, you know, there's so many things about her and everything like that, which is fine. I get yeah. people are excited, but I still think just weird things like that help a game. It's like marketing in a way. Well, it is marketing, you know? Dude, it's like... people talking about your game. Yes, it, it, has, it, it has such a power to it. And I, I do think that it is giving so much Community. to that game. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think Tubi's character design helped Thomas oh, yeah. out tremendously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh yes. Uh, so I I definitely see what you're saying, but in a way, that that kind of worries me. Like just being the cynical side of me is like it doesn't work if companies try to force it in an awkward way. You know, like if they try to. Well, that's mm-hmm. Ben. That's what yeah. I love to cut you off. That's what I love because this and, and I remember Jones saying like. I don't. They didn't know how big this yep. was going to be and how yeah, how popular that's when it's she would magical, be. You know, that's yeah, what, that's what yeah. I mean. Is like, yeah. But I'm saying like, I don't want some other company, you know, that's not Capcom, to be like, look at this tall vampire lady we put in the game, and it's just going <laughs> to feel so gross. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what I'm referring to. Don't know if that's yeah. going to happen. Just hypothetically. 
I just yeah, want to know who it. she is, dude. Yeah. Who are you? How are you connected to, to Resident Evil? Dude, when she, like, <laughs> flips her desk, man. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a good game. You know what's so awesome, and I feel like we don't get very often, uh, you know, because mm. we're, just, we're just eight people. It's a lot of stuff to play, and I feel like, you know, we're, we're okay. We kind of go off into our own corners of games, and that's good uh, as well. Uh, but I, the fact that all of us are going to play this fucking game, dude. I love that. Yep. It's so much more fun. It's the best. Yeah. Rare cases like that, but yeah. they are special times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> my only paranoia, my only doubt, is because of Resident Evil 3 Remake. The Raccoon City demo mm-hmm. ended up being like all of Raccoon City. So yeah. there is... A little bit of paranoia, a little bit of doubt of like, how much bigger is the village? How much bigger is the castle? Like, yeah, is mm-hmm. this so that so I'm kind of you know keeping keeping my keeping my hand up for defense, dude. Yeah, I, I don't want to be burned. I, I yeah. get that, and I, I think that level. I think going in <laughs> with some reservations and skepticism is, is healthy. Yeah. Mentally, yep. for me, it's. I'm comparing it more to seven and that experience versus mm-hmm. remake two and yeah, remake three. Um, yeah. But yeah, you never yeah. know. I, I have a lot of confidence in this game, but maybe it'll same. be disappointing. But the thing is, is like, same, same. Like, I don't think Resident Evil three remake is as good as Resident Evil two remake, but I still had a really good time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Same. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, are we ready for some emails? So yeah. Ready. All right, our first email comes in. Boy, the episodes with you guys, they're so much fun. First email comes in from Wesley. Uh, Good morning, Ben. Uh, Oh, sorry. No, that's not part of it. He had two questions, and he's just explaining that I pick one. So, hello, Ben and allies. Uh, It's unfortunate that video game series tend to become overextended and in many cases run into the ground with too many sequels and numerous iterations, which often ultimately detracts from what made the series great in the first place. I have to find myself wishing that game series were left with one or two good to great entries and then shelved for a time to avoid getting too long in the tooth. So my question to you, which long running game series do you feel needs to be put out to pasture? I'd love to get your takes on which popular gaming IPs need to say goodbye for the long term. Thanks for reading my question. If you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. Hmm. I I got a couple. Tough question. Uh, to kick us off. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Ben. Tough go question. Ahead. Um Solid is my favorite gaming series ever. I don't need yeah. another one. Nope. I I I, Kill I think it, it's sure. Kill like, it, yeah. don't, like I'm not saying that it couldn't come back and be cool. It could, maybe. Uh, but I feel like they've told the story that they need to tell. Um, and I, I've had really great memories with it. It's okay. It, don't don't force yeah. it. Is what I'm saying. Don't force the it. Only thing I would want, aside from remaster, remasters, obviously, are director's cut of Phantom Pain. Sure, the yes. missing chapters. Yes. That's the only thing I would take. I don't really, think dude. that will ever happen. But if it did, it would be really yeah. cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. What about um, if that uh, rumor remake is true? For solid, are you into that? I am maybe super into that. I mean, I th- the rumor right Blue Point remaking Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of faith in Blue Point. Right, they've done incredible work, but 
Metal Gear Solid is my favorite game, and so I am more stubborn about it than I am with mm-hmm. other things. I am not a big fan of the Twin Snakes. I don't like the re-recorded dialogue. I don't like the extended cutscenes. I don't like the first-person gameplay editions. I'm somebody that thinks Metal Gear Solid 1 holds up perfectly fine. Perfect. And you can play it and love it now. But I am... I am not the general audience for Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, I I definitely know people play the PS1 version and and are not into it or think it controls bad or whatever. Um, So I, I would be nervous... But of course, I'd play it. You know, mm-hmm. a Metal Gear remake would excite me more. Yeah, I, I would like that too. I actually have not sure. played through um, OG Metal Gear One and Two, uh, so that would be cool. That would be cool. I would be way into that. Yeah. Um, another series that I would be okay with, like at the very least, taking a break, despite consistently enjoying it, even now, is Call of Duty. Um, mm. in a way it's kind of diminishing returns to me. Like even when I'm having a good time, it's like kind of a good time that I've had before. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, when I jump back into it, whether it's the campaign or multiplayer or zombies or whatever it is, it's like, I feel like I've been here before in a way. And yeah. I, I still have a lot of love for it. And I played so much, you know, modern warfare one, um, and two, and had a lot of good times with those games, but just take a break, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what I do, man, and not play one every like four years. That's about I'm, it. I am just a little spotty Duty. with how I play Call of Duty. What's up? This this is gonna hurt everyone's soul. Oh, Yakuza needs a shakeup, a big one. Mm. I don't know Ooh, that like, I agree with that. Seven for me felt like going through the motions. Mm. Man, I don't know. It's just been so much of the same lately. Yeah. Like you were saying, it just it reduces the excitement a little bit when it becomes this like every year thing, every year thing. And it's like, yeah, even even seven with new combat, it was still like hitting the beats. This character is not who they seem. Sure. Now have a heart yeah. to heart. Like it's always the same format. I definitely think think there is truth in what you're saying and i do think there are certain like it's funny like you say like this person is not who they see it's like yeah like just every mm-hmm. fucking time that every people. fucking time um, like and, double cross and, and i think what <laughs> a negative two seven is that i really love that they did switch genres but i don't mm-hmm. think the combat was robust enough to carry yeah. carry throughout the entire game where i disagree is <laughs> The way that they, like with Judgment and with Seven, I'm really attached to both of those new casts. And I, I, and I think they're phenomenal. And I, I love those yeah. characters. And so that has made it work for me and, and made it exciting for me. But I, I definitely think there is truth to what you are saying and that it, they could shake it up even more. I get what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like with Six, it's like kind of the, the culmination, if you will, and kind of just like this, 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 point this ending point if you will and it's like judgment and seven kind of had to start from the beginning like fresh but they also felt so similar so it was like this weird fresh start Mm -hmm. i'm not fully attached but then it also feels super similar well and i think for both of those which i ended up loving like you said i ended up loving both of those casts but 
I think for both of those games, the weaker parts are like some of the newest things. So like in Judgment, like tailing people got really old and like some of the investigation Mm -hmm. stuff you were doing got really old. And it's like, I think there's something here and I definitely like where your head is at with introducing these things, Mm -hmm. but like they could definitely be expanded upon. So hopefully in the Judgment sequel, um, they can do that. Uh, you know, I, I just realized, Ben, that you know where this is all coming from? One thing. Sub-stories. Yeah. The sub-stories yeah. used to surprise me. Mm-hmm. They used to make me tear up. And then now I just, I know what's coming. I know it's going to be some comical shit. Yeah. Or some like, you've changed my life. I'm going to go change my life. Thank you. Yeah. Like. Those same kind of like slice of life beats. Yeah, they they just are, they don't have as much weight because we've been doing them so it's, much these last couple of years. It's hard because like thinking back to my experience with Seven, right? Like I I think the sub stories are really well done, um, and mm-hmm. and I I love the stories in them, uh, mm-hmm. but you're right that it's like oh it's a yakuza game i know the sub stories are going to be really good like i know that they're going to get wild and weird and all that. like on on some level like yeah so i it like i think they need to keep the quality but maybe like reconfigure how that stuff is presented to you how you go mm-hmm. through it you know add yeah. some surprise in terms of structure totally yeah. totally yeah. yeah i think they add some surprises though in Especially like mini games, like the go kart shit in Seven was really sick. Yeah. I really love mm-hmm. the can thing. Yes, the story you can, you it can feel familiar at times, but I don't know. I still kind of enjoy it. I do think yeah, it I would be nice super to like to do something different though, for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what it be. I think the combat in the turn based or the the combat Seven I think is a an interesting way to go and I appreciate it. I hope they can tune it up even better. Like Ben was saying, but I don't know, like side stories. It's really hard to make them always feel fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I think about like a lot of games with side quests and I feel like I've done side quests. Like in a lot of those games, even if I really like them a million times in so many cases, Totally, yeah, I, I totally yeah, agree I with you, know. Brad, that it is hard. And I think you're super on point with what you're saying. I also just have so much faith in that Yakuza team that mm-hmm. I feel like I could say something like that and be like, like I, I trust you guys. You know, I, I believe yeah, that I you can make oh. this great thing even better. But um, I do think there's been a rapid succession of Yakuza games come, or type games even. like. But for me, I've been catching up on them, so I've been playing a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But for you, Huber, I know 6 came out years ago, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And like but seven then, just came out last year, so it's been a couple years. But like, but but like one and two on PS2, and then three, and re- four, yeah. five, six, yeah, yeah, yeah. zero, Kawami like, one, Kawami two, those are seven. Re- it's like they're like in between new entries, though. I guess proper entries there is a, a gap. There is yeah. things you can do on the side, I guess. Like yes, Judgment is super similar, but it's technically a different. It's like a side game, I guess. Technically, mm-hmm. but totally. I don't know. I think yeah. Just just remember to everyone out there, like criticism. Ben, you get into you get into this all oh the time. God, I know yes. you do. Yeah. Criticism is not hate. Yeah, true. You can criticize and want something to be better. 
I still think Yakuza is a ten out of ten. Everyone, knows. dude, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing the kind of comments you get when you throw any yeah. sort of criticism at something. It's like, yeah. come on, like it's not hate. Do you really think we don't love Yakuza at this point? Seriously, like, seriously, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I wonder if. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. Um, Ishan is coming over. Here, I'm really excited for. <laughs> The follow-up to Seven, because I'm excited to see how they build off the battle system and what they mm-hmm. add to it. Because I think there's a lot of room for improvement there. And another mm-hmm. thing that I... I think if the battle system had been a little better, yeah. then I would have felt differently. Totally. Sure. Um, something that I really love in Seven, and I want to see them continue and, and even elaborate on a little bit, is I love going to the bar. I love the individual stories mm-hmm. and interacting with them. Uh, mm-hmm. The bonds. I, I think, and and that was something, and I said it in my review of Seven is, I love how well they emphasize the core cast and how together kind of they felt. You know, it didn't just mm-hmm. feel like one person's story. I loved that. I really think you could do like a full blown, and they've they've like kind of dabbled in this. I feel like, but I, I like a full blown like confidant social link system with the cast. Um, yeah, and, seems like, like they're toying with it. Yeah, like maybe even like you have to like if you want this person in your party, dude, like you've got to work, work for it. it or get like certain steps up a certain way or whatever. I mean, um, they kind of did that in seven. Yeah, they like, did. One party member, you got to do. But like they, really going for it now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're right, Brad. I just mean like leaning into that even harder. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think there's definitely room to do totally. stuff like that. Totally. Um, all right. On to the... They got, uh, uh, they got the clout now. We'll see what they do next. We'll see what they do next. Yeah. I, I have a lot of faith. Next email comes in from Marson. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Shadows of Game Preservation. Hi, Ben and Allies. A recent discussion about game preservation or lack thereof on the Easy Allies podcast and a discussion about games like GoldenEye and the N64 got me in the mood to buy some games to the N64 I either lost when lending it to someone or which I never had myself. I was massively surprised to see games like Donkey Kong 64, Majora's Mask, GoldenEye, and even Conker's Bad Fur Day available for around $36 on eBay just to realize that the cartridges are fully functioning Chinese replicas. Games like a real copy of Conker's Bad Fur Day, on the other hand, are being sold for around $604. So my question to you is, obviously these Chinese knockoffs are pirated copies of the game, but how do you feel about someone buying them as we are lacking an official way to get those games without spending more than a next-gen console's worth? I'm not going to spend a fortune just to dip into the nostalgia well, but I'm still on the fence about these replicas. How do you feel about it? I mean, only you know your financial situation, but if you are a passionate collector and the only way to buy something is third party, what do you do? So be it. But again, only you know your financial situation, but uh, I mean, if there's no way to buy, like, like, like if you give, if you give Joe... $500 $500 for an authentic Conker's Bad Fur Day or China, 30 bucks. Like either Joe or China's getting your money, but not the makers of Conker's Bad Fur Day, right? Right. So. The, the way that right. I feel Nintendo's about it. Not getting any money. Yeah. yeah. The way that I feel about it is I love so many games and I love collecting, but I am not a purist in the sense that, like, I don't. 
necessarily care about having like the original copy of a game. I just want a copy of the game that I can access and play and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. whether that's a good re-release or a knockoff or whatever it is, like as long as I can play the game as it was intended on some level, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's enough for me. And uh, people complain about there being re-releases all the time, but I love when it's like, dude, mm-hmm. like I don't have to hook up my PS2 to play this. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to go on eBay and search for a copy. Hell yeah. Cause I, I run into situation all the time. I was just trying to get um, the Marvel ultimate Alliance games. And it's like, I, I have to buy, you know, a 360 or PS3 copy. Like I can't. I have them. You want them? You want to borrow? Them? No, I got. I got them. I did. I went on eBay okay, and bought okay. them. But um, <laughs> they weren't. They weren't that much money. But what I'm saying is, it. I. I hate those situations where it's like mm-hmm. I can't just open up one of the gazillion online stores <laughs> yeah. and download yeah. it. Totally. Yeah. Um. It's. You do I say you do what you got to do now for older games because pre internet era pre like 360 PS3 you know PS2 back even though PS2 had, had online PS2 back like those games are at risk those are the ones at risk the ones that didn't have they're not they were not digital yeah. um you know like nes games so many nes games lost to time like dude super nintendo like so many so unless the big companies somehow take action and and salvage those digitally or or re-release physical copies somehow like the odds are not very good but unless that happens like either knockoffs or emulators or emulation only yeah it's the only Mm -hmm. thing you can really do so, like, morally, I don't see a problem with it. And this is coming from someone who never really downloaded music. I don't download movies illegally. That's not my style. Um, but I still think in this case, when it's really the only option you have, yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I prefer playing not emulation if I could play on actual hardware. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a preference yeah. that I have. But, like, sometimes, if like, if you... Do not have that option. It's just <laughs> they don't give it to you. It's it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's hard because and man, I, I'm getting really worried about old games because I wanted to play uh, Dragon Guard on PS2, and my PS2 is just not reading my controllers anymore. It's just super fucking old. Yeah, my PS3 is botched. yeah, and so yeah. it's like I I went on eBay and I got another PS2, but it's like the, these things are on a timeline, man. Like they're not going to last are. forever. Mm-hmm. Truly, man. Yeah. PS3 has so many games held hostage. Yeah. It's insane. Dude, they almost shut yeah. down the store. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always try to, if I can, I always try to support the developers and everything yeah. like that. Of totally. Games. But, I mean, you can't. You can't all the time. It's just a thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's up to you and your own discretion to figure it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think about, like, how music, a lot of music, you know, you could just get on anything, no matter how old the album is, you know? Yeah. Like, I can get the fucking Beatles on anything if I wanted, yeah. or something like that, you know? But with video <laughs> games, it's such, it's like a way more complicated thing, you know? You gotta... <laughs> maybe you can't buy it on that system. Maybe it doesn't even fucking work on the modern systems. There are instances... You, there's always, like, a loopholes you gotta... Or dances you gotta do for it. There are instances where it's way harder than it should be. Yeah. But, like... 
too many uh, i wish many... i could fucking buy i wish i could buy on modern hardware like a modern thing i wish i could buy the original star wars movies not special yeah. edition oh my know? god dude. the theatrical yes. i wish i could buy those i'd buy those in a heartbeat but i fucking can't yep Hey, we didn't make them, Brad. Getting watching really? the <laughs> watching like the Disney Plus yeah. versions is so infuriating. That oh, yeah, some it, of that CG is it, it bums me out. Some of that shit, like I yeah. I got no problem with them existing. <laughs> I'm totally cool with it, but I just wish I could buy the OG versions. That's give all. us the option. Give us just give me the option, <laughs> baby. Lucas's intent is real, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Holy shit, George Lucas went out of control, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, our last email is a really fun one. Uh, Ooh, we're gonna have a good time with this. Uh, there's quite a few, so I, we can't you know spend too terribly long talking about all of them. But uh, this comes in from Umer. Again, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Hey, Ben and allies, uh, I've been fasting for Ramadan recently, and of course, the one thing I can't stop thinking about is food. But I've also been thinking a lot about JRPGs. <laughs> if a JRPG series was a food or type of food, what type would it be? For example, Dragon Quest is a nice home-cooked meal. Totally. <laughs> it's warm and cozy. Has a nostalgic feeling to it. Final Fantasy is like pizza. Everyone has their own preferences. Uh, turn-based and action-based is basically deep dish versus New York style. You're this is so creative and good. Uh, and it's a series that has a lot of things that are in some entries that are completely removed from others, a la toppings. Everyone has their own hotakes on both. So I've listed some JRPG series for you guys to come up with and their food equivalents and why you think it fits. Uh, per- Quick shout out to uh, Ramadan. When I worked in restaurants, it was always so fun because uh, they would come in fasting and they can eat like right when the sun goes down so they'd like give you the order and be like all right like as soon as the sun goes down like bring it out <laughs> so it'd be just like this waiting game of like just waiting for this like a lot of pressure is, yeah it was like all right feast let's go <laughs> so you bring it out and it's like all right feast time let's go it's fun um the first one we have is persona persona hmm persona Ramen. why why is it wrong because it's layered it's textured it's filling noodles but also warm comforting broth ben i think you know a little bit about noodles and broth (laughs) and i think persona highlights that i think it yeah huber i think that's well said i think it's um accessible yet satisfying Mm -hmm. you know like (laughs) Ramen, even really good ramen, is not expensive. But like, I feel like way better after I eat really good ramen than I do like fast food. Oh my god! So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well done, uh, Brad. If you disagree or oh, have yeah, any yeah. other opinions, no, I think that's up. a good pick. All right, Shimigami Tensei proper. Hmm. So if if Persona is ramen, I'm gonna say like. Shimigami Tensei is like really spicy food. That's what I was my head was going to. Some inferno. You need a like a, a good palate for that shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. You gotta yeah. you gotta make sure it's you, not you bring some level. water, some milk. Habanero peppers, <laughs> just straight up is Shin Megami Tensei. Buckle up and eat those peppers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. the ta- the the Tales series. Ooh, Tales Crackers. games. Crackers? Some crackers. 
Yeah. Crackers? Why I'm gonna crack- give it more crackers? Than that. Like, it's good sometimes. Not all the time. Like, sometimes I'm in the mood for some crackers, but also it's, like, kind of empty calories. It's funny, because, like, but I'm also, never in the mood for crackers. Like, some, but also, some crackers are a 10 out of 10, but, like, really, it's just empty calories, and it's, like, kind of the same thing every time. Sorry, Tailswans, you're coming at me. That was uh, for you. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I need to give it more than that. <laughs> I agree with you on some levels, for sure. Yeah, I I, I'm, I think what I just said, almost said is too harsh, but I, yeah, I I'm with you, Brett. I I uh, I was playing it. I was hamming right, it up right, for the tales right, fans. Right. I was hamming like it up. I I think there's some truth to what you say, but I have more affinity for it than that. All right, I got one. Hear me out. Not okay, necessarily okay. just a food. It's fucking McDonald's to me. Okay. In the I was way, I was actually um, thinking that too, but then I'm like, that sounds really insulting, okay. but kind of no. There is also, th- yes. some things I really like about it. I really yes. like like chicken nuggets and McDonald's. I really like. And there's a lot going on. It's predictable most of the time. You know what you're getting, but there's some shit I'm not fucking with there. You know, I ain't getting a fish fillet or anything Dude, like that. Dude, I love fish fillets. Yeah, yeah, but Brett, I'm saying, I'm but you. like, <laughs> I'm I don't not saying think that it's in a like, bad way at all. I don't think it's like the best of the best, but like right. I'll fuck with some McDonald's, you know. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, like, sometimes exactly. McDonald's, you know, sometimes you, McDonald's like is McDonald's. exactly what you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, Fire Emblem. Yo, Tales of Arise looks great. It does. It does look great. Yeah, Fire Emblem. Fire They're Emblem. upgrading the menu, beefing that menu up. It's like, oh, dude, you know, like how McDonald's does like the uh, the like artisan burgers. That's yeah, Tales of Arise, to, man. The art, yeah, stepping it up, artisan yeah, style. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. I. <laughs> Fire Emblem, dude, is like a fucking. Answer. It's a an eight foot long sub sandwich to me, dude. Interesting. It's just a I, fucking beast. I, but it's yep, good. So intimidating. It. It's yeah, not, I'm trying to though. think of like the biggest possible meal that I'll never finish, dude. Whatever that Huber, is, it, it's fire. It's emblem. less intimidating than you think it is. I swear. Uh, to me, fire emblem is like really, really fancy candy. Ooh, because uh, you know, sp- like high chews. Well, like especially like, you think high chews is really fancy candy? They're fancy, dude. They, any candy bin. That is has a wrapper inside of a wrapper. Like you pull this out and you have to unwrap that. That's fancy. But I'm thinking of like going into like a candy like specialty shop. But I, I think we're like getting to the same point essentially. Like especially <laughs> modern day Fire Emblem. So much of it is like I like this character. I don't like this character and relationships and all that stuff. And it's like different flavors of candy. You know, you got your grapes. Yeah. You got your limes it's you a got box of chocolates man yeah you like some yeah. of the chocolates in there yeah. but sometimes yeah. you don't have uh, yeah. all of them unless it's you're a, mike it's a box of chocolate yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so good uh bravely that's the number one game i want to play man dude you you, you you'd love it. it i like I know. listen man i, I know hate... it'll hurt forever i, I need to play I, it. I i fucking hate game guilt and people pressuring you to play a game because you just feel so no, bad this one is deserved no, no, no. dude i know i, I know I how it is it. like i dude i literally spend my entire life playing games and there's like so much that i want to play and all that stuff it drives me insane and then when people are on your case about it you just feel even worse so i get it no pressure dude not trying to make you feel bad i just really think you'd like it and i think it's less intimidating yep. than you think it is 
What the fuck? But no pressure. Like, to... Why haven't you played that game? I should do Pressure's it after on. God of War Summit. Just stream it. Yeah, just it stream be my the stream game. nuts, dude. They'd love it. Yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah, be a long stream game it. if you try to beat it all. But just stream yeah. some of it. Yeah. yeah. Get my feet. Get wet. your feet wet, dude. Yeah. You're gonna love it. And Crack if you have questions, chat will help you out, dude. Yeah, it's good. Um, bravely default. Oh, bravely default. What is the what is the most just like basic comfort food I could think? That's of? what I was thinking. I was thinking like that that home cooked meal that you like grew up with. Like that's what it is. It's like it's mm-hmm. like mashed potatoes, dude. It's like mashed potatoes. Yeah, that or like mashed it's potatoes, like spag- spaghetti, dude. Yeah, spaghetti. Like some some really satisfying basic food that mm-hmm. reminds you of the past. Don't don't let it get cold though, because it's eat not it as up. good. So you gotta eat, eat it quick. quick. You gotta eat it and enjoy it and then move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't two like not liked? I don't know. I like two. I mean, I'm not two. finished with two, but I, I like I'm actually two. like two is one of those ones that I'm like, oh, I'm excited to go back I gave to it, it at eight. some point. Sure. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Yeah. You know, I missed I missed that review. I think it was doing outside outriders bread. Huber, I think they just take so long to get through, like it's gonna be How long ago was that? What? Bravely Default 2? How long ago was A couple months yeah, ago. I think Tales or sorry, okay. Bravely Default came out in like March, I think. Or February. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. I think you're just okay. dicking around. Yeah, I'm just kidding. What were you gonna say, man? Well, your 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 comparison of like don't let it get cold, it's like they, it takes so long to get through. Like it's <laughs> like it's a meal that you are eating for a long time. Gotta go fast. Put it under the heat lamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sweet Coden. Ooh. Ooh, I don't have a lot of experience with this game, so I don't really know. Are these yeah, games. so I've played through one and two, and uh, they're wonderful. And if you can ever play them, play them. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I know one and two are really beloved, but I don't know about three. I think three I is like four is not four. as liked as much. Then there's like tactics or some there's, shit. I don't know. There's yeah, a lot. <laughs> there's there's five main entries. There's tactics. Yeah. Um, I think Sui Coden is like a buffet. So a big part, yep. an essential part of Sui Coden is building out your base and getting you know all the characters. And the, there's so many characters that you recruit and you have to, you know, convince them to to come. And so that it's one of the best parts about it is just seeing that come to life. And I think of like a buffet and all the different things, and you can pick what yeah. you want. I haven't Strong. been on the buffet in so long. I haven't either. Damn. So many years, dude. Not COVID safe. Uh, during the game trailer days, <laughs> no, of course not. Damiani and I would go to this Chinese buffet that was really fun. Dude, not fun. I mean, it was nice. good. Fun is the wrong word, but dude, buffets are fun. Yeah. Okay, load yeah, up. Right. Load up. Splurge. Yeah. Go nuts. Um, this one is really good, and I got some things to say about this one. Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay. It's... Pokemon. Okay. Hear me out. I have a very specific weird thing. Okay. I know people love it. People love it. And it just ain't for me. It's fucking like, it's like, it's seafood, man. I don't like mm. it, but people love it. You know, it's like a fucking salmon or perfect. some shit. Cooked salmon. Perfect. You're so perfect, Brad. I Brad, wish I liked best. it. That's the, the winner of tonight. Well, see, I have a very different opinion of it than you guys. Because... I love I, it. I, I I really like Pokemon. And not all sushi and not all fish and sushi are made equal. Like some is amazing. True. Dude, bad fish, True. bad sushi. Bad sushi is, is the worst. Yeah, bad sushi is the worst. Pokemon to me is like <laughs> like like fruit by the foot or like bubble tape. Like stuff that like used I used to love and get me really excited. Like I want to love Pokemon as much 
as I did back in the this day. This one is good too. This is like, so good. It, it used to be everything to me, and you know, I, and now you have a fruit by the well. Butt. I mean, I still enjoy it, right? Like, I still get <laughs> something out of it. You know, I I played through all of uh, Sun. I played through all of Shield. Like, or I don't remember which one I played, but I, you know, I played through all of it, and like, I, I got something out of it. I enjoyed it, but it didn't like captivate me the way that it used to and i wish it did i want it to mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. bad um and that happens i agree sometimes. with both of those yeah brad Is i think like uh, i think for you flavors spirit. sure that's a good one too it kind of peaked with a couple you know got your regular one maybe and your baja blast then a new one comes out that's just not as good like there's some good ones like i know you love code red but you know yeah. Sometimes you just have them and you're like, eh. I mean, I don't love Code Red as much as I... I still think it's very good, but I don't love it as much as I used to, so that would that would work. But that I don't like regular soda as much as I used to either, so... Um, there are many more of these, and this is really good. I love this question, but let's just do one more. Okay. Um, let's do Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, Steak dinner, baby. Steak dinner. <laughs> course meal the whole way through an appetizer salad shrimp cocktail (laughs) steak mashed potatoes gravy green beans soda beer wine all of it all of it beer and wine this is like this is a thanksgiving feast okay i think you hit it i think thanksgiving yes Once you go down the Kingdom Hearts rabbit hole, you feel like you do after a Thanksgiving <laughs> feast. You're just like, yes, yes. Let me die. It's all about family. <laughs> you dedicate like your entire existence to yeah. it. Like yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, playing yeah. Kingdom Hearts, you are Kingdom Hearts, dude. Mm-hmm. Huber, you fucking crushed it. That's perfect. <laughs> it reminds me. I'm trying to think of something that I would eat that I liked, but was kind of weird. And I was like, huh, that was kind of weird, but I like it. I'm That's kind of where my think of something was, like yeah. that. <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts is weird as fuck, but I love it. Fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. It's like, I a, was, it's like a weird new taco at Taco Bell. You're like, oh, that was weird, but. It's like when you so have weird. a style of food that you never have before. And like you look at the menu and yeah. you're like, what the hell is going on? But you're like, you're down for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think uh, the Thanksgiving feast is also Thanksgiving very, very dinner, good. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is going to do it for this episode of Frame Trip. I had a blast, gentlemen. I really like mm-hmm. this episode. Like me too. Um, very, very fun. If you would like to send in an email to Frame Trap, the address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Uh, it will also be in the description. And hey, you like this show if you like us we need your support to make it happen uh so please consider going to patreon.com slash easy allies and you know anything that you can give definitely helps us out and we greatly appreciate it thank you so much to to all of our fans um and yeah until next time <laughs>